0: good afternoon everybody it is saturday it is 3 p.m on the dot eastern time Um, and i well yeah no i'm I'm trying to think is it's still daylight savings right because we're Bringing forward tomorrow, so or tomorrow night, so I'm gonna need to go to bed at a decent time, which I probably won't. And uh, Monday's this next week is gonna suck. But anyways, enough of that negative negative bullshit. I am David, aka Vincent BB82 from the uh, sunny but cold state of North Carolina, and then over in his secret bunker is. said it already. I don't remember if I did, but this is gaming sessions and everything under the sun. So let's start with your week, Gerald. How was your week?
1: My pee, and the guy is like, <laughs> and the guy watching it is like, Oh no, Krillin, are you about to commit Yamcha? and I just busted out laughing. I was like, That is my new favorite thing, I am going to say that. That was uh, that is amazing. Are you about to commit Yamcha? That's great. <laughs> that I can't even express how good that is. Oh, that's so. good. That, that
0: just that just ticked all the right boxes and put a and put a swell in my pants. That was
1: that good. <laughs> um, outside of that, I sat down also to read through a couple of different manga and manhwa. Uh, the majority of manhwas are still pretty fucking terrible. Not all hmm. of them bec. Not all of them because the story is bad, but because the translation into English is bad. B. Yeah, the English. Yeah, in a manga, there are aside from the story, which is your foundation, your dialogue is very important in a visual type a uh, visual type novel. Like the the, the vi- visual novels have it rough because they're not just you reading words, so all you have to do is have good dialogue and a good story, or they're not just like a movie where you can have. Uh, a good story and you have good visuals you don't necessarily have to have good dialogue though that helps with a visual Um, well
0: (laughs) well, you you want good dialogue
1: well you do want good dialogue but as long as the story (laughs) is strong it's not really a necessity right Uh, Mm. because you still the story can still be gotten across in a movie because you're literally watching it unfold in motion But that's not the same thing when it comes to mangas and manwas. You just have panels of, like, splash art. Right? So you can kind of get what's going on, but a lot of your story is in your dialogue and what the characters are saying to each other. So when it is translated terribly, not only (laughs) does it make the dialogue unbearable, at least for me, but it also detracts from the story. Right? Right. So right. <laughs> a lot of manhua may not be bad stories if it weren't that if it weren't for their translations being so terrible, like missing <laughs> words, improper grammar, misuse of words, like ugh. Um, but I did find one called "Beginning of the End," and I want to say it is a manhua. Because the artwork and everything looks like a memoir. um, But it was actually pretty good. I ended up enjoying it. It had like 55 chapters already and I ended up spending like an entire day reading through the entire thing. Um, hmm. And it basically uh, started on the... It, it, it's one of those... And I know and people call them wish fulfillment, but it's one of the I got sent into another universe kind of ones. But... In this one, it's a little different, and I liked the take on it. I should probably uh, get you friended and start up a game for those who might be on Twitch watching us. Uh, get me mm-hmm. that. Um, but this one uh, was a little different. Right. So instead of him just being some random person in his in his last life, so that you, as the uh, reader, can like imprint yourself on that person, uh, imprint yourself on him. Um which is what most wish fulfillment is, it's a bland main character so that you can put yourself in his in his place. This guy was a king. Like he was a he was a king in his world. And uh he ended up uh we don't actually I think find out how he ends up dying. But he basically okay, got quiet, so I just want to make sure I didn't get kicked again. Oh no. Um they don't really tell you, oh, did we, I thought I queued us up, just sworn I did, do, do, and play, there we go. Um, You still there? Yep, I'm still here, I can hear you, can you hear me? So,
0: continue with your week.
1: Um, so, the the manhwa I was reading, uh, the beginning of the end, the main character is a king in his world. And apparently what's happening in his world is that the birth rates declined. We're on a steep decline, like a steep, consistent decline. And so the world had to stop having wars. So what they did Mm. is they would train an elite warrior to perform in a competition. And that's how they would solve Mm. all of their uh, international uh, problems. So instead of a war where thousands would die in the war because they couldn't afford that because the human population was literally dropping off, they would just pick one person to fight in an arena match. And the winners were kings, basically. Like, you were a king or a queen if you were a consistent winner. Um... But
0: Wasn't ones... this part of the plot of uh, Duel?
1: No, the anime Duel.
0: Yeah, no. like they would, they would do. Oh.
1: That, but that... I'm
0: pretty sure we've talked about that though, right? Like, we shouldn't have wars with armies. Just send like your champion and and their champion, and whoever wins, that's the dispute settled.
1: Well, right, but humans don't do that. That's why gangs happen. <laughs> Humans don't do that anymore. It used to be you could have like an honorable battle. you have all your people posted up and the two generals would be like, well, we'll fight so that we don't have to watch our men die and our people die. Me and you will fight and whoever wins wins and the others will just accept the terms and whatnot, right? You used to get have mm. an honorable shit like that, but not, not today. Um, mm. but, Damn uh, humans and their shiftiness. But, uh... Hmm, I could try out Papa but Let's try there out Baron uh, Um, but mm-hmm. basically, uh, so he was a king. He was the king of his country. And the kings and the queens don't actually run legislature. There's, like, a actual council that rules, like, a government. And they handle all of that. And the king just makes sure, makes sure that he or she wins their battles. Um... So he ends <laughs> up like he's he's going through like he's it, they show him thinking to himself and how even though he was the king of a country like he didn't have a wife he never said sett- he never settled down with a wife didn't have kids um, and and I, I I bring that up specifically because he himself was thinking about that he he was thinking about how he didn't have any real friends he became. Like he was the pinnacle Warrior in his world Like he won All of his fights He was like the most famous Of all the kings Um And he remarked on how By being the most powerful he basically Isolated himself he, he didn't have Any he didn't have a friend he could confide In uh he never formed Any intimate relationships He didn't even have any family of his own Um Mm. And so, uh. He, uh. And, uh. So he ends up just quitting. Um. But then he wakes up in the uh, in world as a baby. Um. But he doesn't. Okay. Uh. But he. We don't know how he died, though. Like, we don't know how he died. Uh. And uh, so he wakes up. He's a he's a baby, and he still has his mind. Mm. Um. So he has all of his knowledge stored up in this new new life.
0: Uh,
1: yeah. Um. Which I, really I think nice. we've all kind
0: of, yeah, uh, <laughs> you know, we've all kind of had that thought. If I could go back and do this again, yeah, <laughs> with knowing what I know, knowing
1: what I know now. <laughs> So he starts off as a baby. He's in a uh, now his world was very technologically advanced, actually. So he's back mm. in like a fantasy world with swords and magic. Um, and since he has all of his knowledge, uh, like he's like very, in, like he's he's off, he, the moment he realizes oh, that you know, magic exists, he starts studying it three. so that he can do it, and mages or people who can use magic are actually quite rare and both his parents are magic users um, because they used to be adventurers um, and his mother is what's called a deviant and what a deviant is is a type of magic that branches off from its main source into a specialized kind. So let's say you uh, Water magic. As a deviant, your uh, ability to control water magic might split off into being able to control ice or hail. There's some some sort of variation of it.
0: So kinda like bending.
1: Uh yes. Um Okay. And uh, You have my interest and like his like, if they go into this, they go into all this character building for his parents, and I'm like, please don't let this be one of those times where they just kill his parents, oh, like, can we Can we just not do that? Let let is is it gonna be the hero trope where the village gets attacked and both his parents die? So now he's like, I'm a fight for justice. (laughs) It's like, but no, they actually don't do that. What they end up doing is, um, I guess I don't want to spoil everything for those who might want to check this out and read it themselves. Every all the information I've given you is basic stuff that you learned like the first two to three chapters. Um, but I guess I don't want uh, uh, to ruin too much of it, because I think it's actually really good. I do really like the story. Um, Make but, sure yeah. you have a
0: good virus protection. Yeah.
1: <laughs> well, you might be able to find it somewhere else. I I was reading it online, but, you know, they might go actually get the actual copy. So, uh, but, uh, I guess I don't want to say too much more about it, or do I want to just, uh, be, like, spoilers inbound? I may want to... I'm like, well, it's not too bad. Uh, do we just want to... Maybe I just... Well, we'll, 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 we'll go into the spoilers, like, next podcast. But I, uh, I read that manhua. It was pretty good. It was good. I enjoyed it. Um, we looking forward to more chapters. Um, it, the one of the other things it also did is that he's not just overpowered, right? Like, hmm. He will He's be, too
0: OP. Nerf the MC. Right, and a lot of these <laughs>
1: life in a. character is just automatically overpowered from start now he does have a massive amount of potential because he remembers his previous life and all of his combat skills and things like that but he himself isn't very powerful because he's still a child so they 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 constantly go into the fact that he's still just a kid um uh, and that is why he's not more powerful than he is. And he does get really, really strong even for his age. Um, but I feel like they do it at a pace that makes sense considering the circumstances. Um, right. So that's another thing that I really like. Um, another thing uh, that i got to are watching
0: When you're finished with the, that match, send me an invite, I got
1: kicked. Okay. Um sorry, continue. Now, you're uh what I also ended up watching, which I thought I was going but ended up actually liking was a show on Netflix called Legacy. And it is, it is a t- t- drama? Um like
0: like Dawson's Creek.
1: Uh I don't want to. Not like Dawson's Creek, more like Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Oh. Uh, okay. It is. The, the, the premise is that. Um, to, uh, Saltwater? Uh, huh. I think it was. I'm trying to remember the last name of one of the main characters. I believe it was Saltwater. The enemy has been
0: slain. Ta-da! I wouldn't be surprised if one of these ones, they, their last name is Morton. Uh, no, actually. <laughs>
1: but basically what happened is that uh, basically the premise of the show is that the headmaster Mr. Saltwater, if I'm remembering that name correctly, um, I only just watched it and they say the name all the time and I'm, I'm not sure, I should have written it down. But uh, he, hmm. uh, Mr. Saltwater opened up a school for supernatural children, so vampires, werewolves, witches.
0: Oh! Um,
1: and he did this specific, and I like the reason why he did it. He didn't do it to be altruistic, because, like, he he does become this way later, but his initial reason for opening up the school was because his daughters are witches, because their mother was. a And he built the school so that they'd have a safe place to grow up. Everything else came after that need. He wanted a safe place for his daughters to grow up. And so he built that school. And he he opened it for other supernatural children as well. (laughs) So... So, uh, so I I really like that they kept that. It's more realistic that he opened this school because his own children are supernatural beings, and he wanted a place mm-hmm. for them to be safe. So he opened up a school also for others too. Like he realized others could also use it. Um, now, one of the students, and and this this was one of the things I didn't like about the show. Like I I liked the mm-hmm. sh- I liked the show but there are things about it that I didn't like. So one of the things that I didn't like is that there's one student in the show, and she she is one of the main characters. Because there's actually, there's not like an actual main character, really. Like, I guess you would say she is the main character, but I don't, I I, I wouldn't say that she is. There's so many other characters that are really strong. It's hard for me to go, she's the main character but first off they named her Hope and hmm. when you realize her significance the fact that she's named Hope I felt was really pretend. I was like really you named this character Hope
2: <sighs>
1: alright we'll, we'll do- she, she can't just have a normal we'll, we'll, we'll do this we'll, we'll let it, I'll, I'll let it slide but Hope is a tribrid so she's part werewolf, witch, and vampire.
0: How the hell does that even happen?
1: Because her dad was one of... Because her dad was a vampire. One of the most powerful ones at the time. Her mom was an alpha werewolf. And her grandmother was a witch. How, she, how that... And the thing is... And I knew they were not going to do it. When I first started watching the show, I was like, they're never going to explain how she's all three of these things, but her mom was only an alpha werewolf. Because if her grandmother was a witch, and her mom carried those jeans, then her mom would have been half werewolf, half witch. But they never state that. They only ever state that her mom was an alpha werewolf. So the fact that she's part witch doesn't make any sense. Um. Uh, but she, but she's a tribred. and I was it, it, immediately upon hearing just she up, was a tribred, I was like, oh god damn it! They just had to she she they had, to, <laughs> she, they, had to, they had to make the special of specials like okay, fine she's a tribrid. <laughs> right. Let's get through this first episode. I'm probably not going to watch more of this. The thing is, once you really... This is another show, like uh, like when I would talk about Lucifer, how Lucifer's mm-hmm. actual storyline tends to get put on the back burner, but the character interactions are so good, that's the show, so it's okay. This show surprised me. By all of the really good character moments. People aren't. The. I bring the uh, light itself. He, the the, the plot the, the the plot moving forward is not based on people being bad at their jobs it's based on the fact that people are people and they fuck up and make mistakes and then when they realize and and, and another thing that shows tend to not like to do is that when characters realize they fucked up and made a mistake they actually do try to correct that and if they don't, Mm. like there's a character, there's a witch in the show named Penelope who everyone is constantly bagging on but then you, because she's constantly fucking with people and causing problems for everybody, but when you find out why she's doing it, it makes so, it not only does it make sense, it makes you think that if that were you know, if I was in that situation I too might decide uh makes you empathize with her. Right. It's like I might do that as well if that were if if uh if I was in this situation. Like, so Yeah, I like the character interactions are really good. And they don't things don't just like work out. Well, they do, but the reasons behind them working out actually make more sense. Like, there's a point in the show where one of the kids in school kills another one of the kids, and you're like, oh, well. Because one of the... So, the story starts off in the first episode with Hope and Mr. Saltwater meeting two other characters, Raphael and Landon, and Raphael is a newly, is a, uh, newly transformed werewolf, because, and with werewolves, you be, the, you become a werewolf by triggering your curse when you kill someone, and it doesn't have to be intentional, it can be an accident, so he accidentally killed someone, and and activated his curse, and started his transformation, And one of the things that I found was actually uh, that they don't emphasize on and don't talk about is that the werewolf curse was created by a witch. They actually (laughs) state it, but they don't go into it. So you're like, wait, so a witch created the werewolf curse, that's why they're werewolves. Could a witch not fix that problem then? but they never go into it. The, there's, a, there's a lot in this show to be desired, but I also found a lot that I liked. Um, like, there's a... Like, uh, one of the things that Mr. Saltwater... Because Landon is human, as far as they know. and But he wants to stay there because him and his brother Raphael, who are foster kids, have only ever had each other. And he and Raphael aren't actual brothers. They're, they're foster kids who looked out for each other. And became rules, and they ended up getting put into the same foster. Well, he doesn't want to leave Raphael, and Raphael slayed. doesn't want Landon to leave, so Landon tries to stay at the school. But once again, the school is for witches, werewolves, vampires. Stopped. And Dr. Saltwater literally tries to tell him, Look, it's not that I don't want you to stay here. First off, this school is for Supernatural. But the most important thing is, you are not safe slayed. here this school is meant to teach them to control their darker impulses so that they can go back out in human society and live normal lives without you know, starting another crusade understand that these are still teenagers full of, like he's like understand that everyone in this school, every kid in this school is a predator and you, and there's no way to, uh, to ensure your safety, like, um, and they emphasize this because, um, Raphael ends up challenging the current alpha to the werewolf pack in the school, because the, the alpha want him to submit and become part of the pack, well... He didn't want to, but he eventually goes, yeah, sure, I'll join the pack since apparently that's how it has to happen, because he wasn't going to at first. (laughs) Um, But then something happens, and I won't say what, but something happens that forces him to challenge him for the leadership of the pack, and he wins. Now, when he does that, the original Alpha takes it out on Landon, and he beats the crap out of Landon. He actually could have killed Landon, he just didn't. And that's what the headmaster was trying to tell Landon. We can't always be around to protect you and you're vulnerable because you're really human. Like, you could be killed at any time. Which is why give not you want Landon there? Um, and the show has a lot of really good moments like that. Things things make sense, and things don't just work out, the characters actually have to do it to make things work out. Because the car- uh, 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 of course things do work out every time, but mm. um, it's mm. not just, However. oh it works out because it works out, if, it works out usually for a good reason. Um, uh, right? So yeah, I thought the series was actually pretty good. Um, uh, Is there anything else I can say about it without giving away too much? Like I've given away some good uh, like plot points, but you won't know what's going on until you get to them. So I don't think that'll be a problem. Um, so we might have to
0: we might have to add this to our uh, watch an episode, predict, and all that good stuff.
1: Well, I've already watched. Give us more so what I, would want, what I would say is if those listening to us want us to cover it in more depth, we can. But I would tell you, watch the first one to two episodes, see what you think. Because if, if you don't like it in the first two episodes, you're not going to like it. Um, the ending left something to be desired because it didn't really make sense to me. Like, it didn't make sense the actions that the characters took, and it didn't make sense how like certain abilities and powers interacted. So I didn't like the ending. I thought the ending was probably the weakest, but it has been greenlit for a second season. So hmm. we'll see if they fix it. And it, it feels like the ending was done the way it was done, just for the simple fact that it can set up the this- conflict in the second season. And that was another thing that really bothered me about the show. It seemed that there were some times when the only reason something happened was so that conflict could be set up later. Mm, Right. It's like, but why would they do this except for to set up this conflict? But there's no
0: reason. There's a a trope about that. If you haven't heard of it, it's called It's called Chekhov's Gun.
1: Hmm, haven't heard of that.
0: Yeah, so... I don't know if Chekhov was the the Russian writer who came up with the trope, but the trope is, if you see a gun in a scene, it's probably going to be used later on, somewhere.
1: Ah, gotcha.
0: Yeah, so... That sounds kind of like a Chekhov's gun thing, so there's there's animosity just for the sake of making that a plot point later on, I guess, or some shit like that. Yeah.
1: Um, another thing about the show that I can say without spoiling anything, I like how none of the characters are infallible. Every character in the show fucks up and then actually <laughs> takes responsibility for their fuck up. No one just <sighs> really rushes it under the rug. No, you can't and, do that. And this is especially impressive because it's a teen high school kind of drama show, right? It's about mm. it's literally about high school boys and girls. So it is amazing when you have a show a show like this along these lines. Where the main character is not infallible and where they actually have to take responsibility and deal with the consequences of their action. And I think that's what really, really made me like the show. Because it didn't just ignore when people fucked up. It made them deal with the consequences and then they had to grow as characters to to get past those, to get past what they did, right? Mm-hmm. Um. So I don't know. It it there are definitely problems, but it, it it I felt like it I felt like it did a lot of things right, and there were so many really good character moments. And you and you won't know what I mean until you watch it. But I felt like there were so many good character moments. Um. And the and the whole the whole first season is full of just. Good character moments, and then and then they'll have a, a, a moment when I'm like, well, that's stupid, <laughs> mm. or or we're not gonna look any further into this. There's not gonna be any kind of investigation. It's like, uh, there 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 the, the the show definitely breaks down in some parts. There's one part when one of the teachers he takes one day off, right? And a and he, so he takes his day off. And a crisis happens at the school. And so the hmm, the, of course it does. the headmaster calls him. And he's like, hey, we have a crisis going on. And he's like, dude, I take one day off. It can wait. <laughs> and I, and then he just hangs up. And I'm like, really? Seriously? <laughs> it's like in Dragon Ball. It's literally, I akin it to Dragon Ball Super, where... um." Uh, Tien uh, Goku Like, so the tournament of power in Dragon Ball Super they had to get like 8 warriors together so that they could fight in it so Goku went all over the place looking for people to join the team and remember if you lose the tournament of power your universe gets erased Mm -hmm. so he goes to Tien and he's like hey Tien this tournament of power thing is going on and if we lose our entire universe gets erased and everyone in it is as if we never existed and Tien and Tien at the time is the headmaster of a school, so they're sitting down for tea, and Goku and Master Roshi are telling him this. And Tien's like, "Look, I have a school to run. I can't just go running off fighting in a tournament with you, Goku." And I and I just tilted my head to the left, like seriously, Tien. They just came to you telling you that the jeopardy of the entirety of the universe is is in jeopardy. And you're like, I can't leave school. It's that's more important. Wow. <laughs> I was just like, wow. I was like, just okay. Like, yeah. Just ignore that. There's a, just just ignore it's even happening, guy. Yeah. It's like, yeah. <laughs> uh, but uh, yeah. So
0: or and uh, and this could be this could be it. Maybe Tien was just tired of fighting.
1: Well, right. But th- see, that's the <laughs> thing, though. In the Majin Buu saga, um, they try to get everybody together to fight Majin Buu, and Tien literally states that he doesn't think he can keep up with them, and he's not going to fight anymore, and so does Yamcha. They have already bowed out of any future fights man soul has a giant butt hmm. <laughs> like,
0: yeah, I
1: like, was
0: looking at the rack
1: <laughs> like, <geez. laughs> I, I wasn't even trying to notice it I was like looking for and I looked to my right and it's just there and I was like Jesus <laughs> <laughs> get me mm. behind me booty <laughs> like,
0: I, I, I claim as waifu <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> but uh so the show has pitfalls like that like right but I feel like the show does more right than it does wrong which is why I like it um, uh so yeah legacies I thought was actually pretty good okay uh, let's see. I think that was pretty much the week, except for our topics. Um, I'm trying to think if there was anything else that I uh, particularly found. Uh, Anything else? I don't think so. Um, Rest of the week was good. Um, Don't really have much to say about it, but it was good. Uh, we sh- D&D should be picking back up next weekend. Uh, good, my, uh, good. My friends want to start a <laughs> another D&D campaign. Uh, Sundays. So we're gonna have our first session tomorrow, so I can talk about that on the next podcast. Good, we need the D&D stories. <laughs> <laughs> well, we need good D&D stories. We'll We'll see what happens. Oh, oh, wow. Oh, wow. (laughs) Wow. So I went to help one of our teammates, and as soon as I got there, two of the enemy team came over to help their teammate, and they just murked the other team. I was like, wow, I do not need to be here right now. (laughs) They just went in. Oh man, that that was was pretty brutal. (laughs) Um, okay, so so
0: time for my week now, then I guess. uh, Yeah.
2: Uh, Too
0: much. It was a week. Back to work after a week of being off because of uh, I guess it ended up being a gout flare because it it. it Hang on a second. Because it turned out, I needed a gout medication to get rid of it. So it was uh, interesting. Uh, I work a four-day work week, so Thursday was uh, very interesting, to put it uh, put it lightly. Uh, I think they had given me cleanup work, which is going around and getting to the things other people hadn't gotten to yet. And one of them in, ended up also being a, uh, <clears throat> a pharmaceutical company uh, in, in a town nearby. And I probably spent about an hour trying to find the, the daggone thing. Went there twice. <clears throat> I think it had already been changed out. So I just disregarded that after the second time. And then there were a couple other places I went where it was already changed out. So, yeah, it was uh, not as productive as I had hoped that day would be. Uh, but in positive news, today before the show, I finished out, uh, per the Snowflake method, writing out my page for my uh, Mech war story, which now has a title called Siege, at Kill- or Siege of Killery. So basically, I, I took the paragraph I had wrote out and made it a page. It turned out to be 1.2 pages, and um, basically it's a general outline of what all is going to happen. Not too bad a twist, if I say to so myself. <clears throat> there was that, and then I picked up a uh, an Xbox game for 90% off. Oh my god! Gotta get that. And it's called uh, 8-Bit RTS, Invaders. So it's the sci-fi version, so it's like like StarCraft, except there's only the humans and the alien. Now, like, Gerald has talked about the Total War Warhammer, which is turn-based in strategy but can be real-time in determining battles. I I do like RTS games. Like I've played Command and Conquer. I have the 10-year anniversary of that. I have uh, Total Annihilation. Total Annihilation: Kingdoms. <clears throat> I like playing games like that. But sometimes I suck, as is the case in a lot of things. But uh, one thing I will say, and I think I know your an- what your answer is going to be. Is like, I, I, uh, when I downloaded the game, I immediately opened a skirmish, because I like doing skirmishes. And I think uh, <clears throat> part of my issue in doing skirmishes is I like to build my tech tree. Like, I'll I'll make uh, an, an okay-sized army of units, but while I'm building the tech tree and gathering resources, I get Zerg rushed. And that's exactly what happened to me. <laughs> that first skirmish match. So I, uh, I cleared out of that and, uh, did the, the, uh, training and then did the first story mission, which I was able to get through fairly well. It was interesting that, um, for that first story mission, you find, like, little question blocks, like, from Super Mario Brothers, and, uh, through those question blocks, you were able to get more units for your army because you couldn't make barracks or anything like that for that level. So you ended up going around the entire map and just hunting down each of the alien units and putting lasers or slugs or uh, rocket rounds in their face. And I have yet to do the next level because I started a doing the other thing for my week I finally got Redrix's Broadsword and for any listeners who play Destiny and know about that I was glad to have finally been done with that quest because I I had told you in our chat but I, I don't know if you understood what I meant In order to get this pulse rifle, the last step in the quest is you have to reset your valor in Crucible five times.
1: That sounds like an annoying pain in the butt.
0: It was. Took me the entire season to do it, in fact, because the next season comes out on Tuesday. I didn't even expect it to happen. I was just playing Crucible. I had some bounties and I did all the bounties, turned them in, <clears throat> got my extra stuff and it had said I'd reset my Valor. So I was like, okay, cool. So I went into the screen, did the reset, and then that quest step popped up and I was like, oh shit. Oh, I got it. Finally. Ah, went to Shaq's, picked it up it's not too bad for a pulse rifle but you know there's there's better exotic pulse rifles but you know I'm, I'm just glad I have that done so I don't have to worry about that and let's see I finished up the second season of Castlevania I started what I I had finished up the the uh, Season 6 of The Clone Wars last week, so I started watching the 7th season. And I'm going to talk about those first two episodes in a segment, because they're very interesting. But other than that, that's been my week. Uh, If you don't have anything else to add, we will take a small commercial break to talk about Shinramyoon. Oh my god, this stuff is so delicious. And it melts your face.
1: <laughs> face melting never tasted so good.
0: Yes, face melting never tasted so good. I tell you what, if you got the coronavirus, get you a pack of Shinramyoon. I guarantee, after you've eaten that bowl, you will no longer have coronavirus. Note that is not an actual medical diagnosis, so do not take that at face value. <laughs> but uh, this this is actually just a <clears throat> kind of a comedy ad because we don't have any kind of uh, sponsorship with Shin But it's the tastiest, spiciest, hottest ramen I've ever eaten. Yeah, you know, I used to eat that stuff in Korea. And I tell you, I, I missed it and it was good. And and you can, uh, <clears throat> depending on where you are in the country or the world, for the world, I can't tell you, but you should be able to pick up uh, Shinramian at Walmart, some food lions and probably um, Japanese food stores or Korean food stores. So having said that, we will take a small break and get into our first topic.
1: our first topic. Welcome back.
0: Alright, so I'm going to start with a little piece of news that I had come across that I thought was kind of interesting. <clears throat> now, this came from the uh, the website for the radio show Coast to Coast AM. Now, think what you will of what they talk about, but this was uh, something very interesting. It it came uh, it came across my email on March third, and it is uh, that NASA found a hole on the surface of Mars, and uh, I'll try to. I mean, you can look it up. It's uh, looks like a giant crater, <clears throat> but there's a, a cavern underneath. So it's um, it's a mix of it could possibly be a place where there might be life hiding, or it could be a place that when we start doing manned missions to Mars, if we start doing manned missions to Mars, we could set up a base there. <clears throat> so I thought that was interesting.
1: Hmm. So they actually found and, a place where we could actually start kind of building colony cities and stuff, did they?
0: Yeah, kind of. It's, a, like I said, it looks like a impact crater, mm-hmm. but there's a hole going down underneath the surface. So it could be a possible site for subterranean colonies. It could be a possible place where Martian life may or may not exist. I doubt it though unless they've learned to subsist on something other than water and oxygen. Of course, there probably is definitely microbes down there if, you know, they're still alive, I guess, or something. But yeah, so it's... uh, The opening is located on the dusty slopes of Mars's massive Pavanis Mons volcano. It's 115 feet in diameter, and the shadow cast into the pit appears to be the opening to a cavern that is around 20 feet deep. And this was actually discovered in 2011 by the Mars Reconnaissance Orbiter. Hmm. So it, it's not technically a, a new discovery. It's been, I guess, known about by NASA for Little, little, little over nine years. Little, almost nine years. Yeah. There's your little interesting bit of news and shit. <clears throat> <laughs> okay. So, what shall we talk about first? We've got two, two episodes to talk about.
1: Oh, uh, which would you like to talk about first? Do but, you want to keep it on easy bots, or do you, would you like to move up to medium bots, or would you like to? Yeah, let's try medium. Them? medium?
0: Uh, Well, I'll leave it up to you if you want to, because easy bots, I still die a lot, but it's still bots. (laughs) That's because I just rush in there and I'm like, ah, kill all the things.
1: you gotta play to the strengths of your character. (laughs) Don't just (laughs) rush in there if they're not a just rush in their character. (laughs) If you just want to rush, if you just want to face first something, you need to grab like Bologna or uh, what was one of the other guys that's on? Like, uh, you can do that Aries. with Bologna. Uh, I don't know. You can. It says he's a guardian, so a tank. You should be able to do that with him. Uh, Kepri you can do that with. He's a tank. Bologna is a warrior. You can do that with Ravana, You can do that with Thor. Or and I think you can do that with Guan Kukulain? No, you cannot do that with Kukulain. He's ranged. So is Soul, who mm-hmm. you were using... And I saw you uh, blocking with your face a lot. Stop that. <laughs> that is a range But I like character. blocking with my face. Well, then don't play Soul. <laughs> you can't block with your but, face with Soul. But ass and titties. <laughs> ass, ass, and titties. Well, Balona has that, too. Find a character that's got a pair of tits and an ass that can also be in...
0: Block with their face?
1: Yeah, who can also block with their face. But can't do that with her. That's why you were dying constantly. <laughs> <laughs> uh
0: so, okay uh, so let's uh let's let's get the let's get the the worst one over with so we will talk about episode two of dura rara
1: okay um I still don't understand what's going on with this show like i get they're trying to be philosophical and whatnot but mm. eh? and the entire show they narrated everything that was going on telling you what mm-hmm. she was feeling and what she was thinking instead of showing it and letting you come to your own conclusions like i don't know i i don't know what to make of this show yet and maybe i maybe i'm not supposed to but like i was telling you earlier Dararara mm-hmm. feels like a less impressive version of Mananagatari. That's what it feels like. right? Um, and anyone who knows what Mananagatari is will understand why, we, I hope will understand why I say that. Because they're very, they're they're both very much in the vein of having the characters well, Managa, Mananagatari is very much in the fa- uh, frame of having the characters talk. And they show you, and you come up with your own conclusions. And then at the end of the show, they basically then give you the the mystery is solved. Because it's like a mystery. So you get to come up with mm. your own conclusions as to what you think is going on. And then they're like, oh, well, th- this is what happened, right? But Durarara seems to try to... It, it, it's like it's trying to be a human introspective piece. And it's supposed, it's like a philosophical look into humanity because uh, the character Nukara talks about how the girl, she's not the only one with these problems and she's just like everybody else. She's not special. And then the girl is like, well, maybe one day I'll also be able to tell someone the world isn't as bad as you think it is. And that everyone has their secrets, and she's, and then they show the God two characters from the previous episode. And they're and like, the even those guys have their secrets, and it's like, I, I don't think this makes sense because this girl finds out that her dad is having an affair, and the mm-hmm. first thing, like, and she goes to the extreme of well, obviously my parents must not care about me, so I'm just going to kill myself. And I'm like, Mm. what does him having an affair have to do with him not caring about you? Like, until you found out he was having an affair, you had no issues. (laughs) But the moment you, it'd be different if he had been neglecting her before she found that out right and then Mm -hmm. she'd been like oh he doesn't care about me he's too interested in his side piece right but that wasn't Mm. the case she had nothing negative to say about her dad until she found evidence he was having an affair and then even then she had nothing negative to say about him she was just like oh well he must just not care about me so I should kill myself and I'm like, that is a really weird, <laughs> extreme take on the situation that's happening here. And I get that right? she's like a teenager and she doesn't know how to handle this per se. But why was her answer, well, better kill myself? Like, not. <laughs> I think
0: that's, I think that's something indicative of, of Japanese culture because there's, um. There are forests that, you know, have urban legends of don't go there or you'll want to kill yourself. And, and like, suicide is a... It's well, it was kind of normalized in, you know, samurai culture. You dishonor yourself it well, time to stick a sword in your gut.
1: Right, but she didn't dishonor herself. And there was, when she was talking to Nukara, he even stated about how uh there was something going on he was saying there was something going on with his family um and that i guess his mom and dad were just keeping up appearances because they didn't want to screw up their uh reputation and now that is a Mm -hmm. thing that is a serious thing in japanese culture and asian culture in general everything in japanese yeah Um, so uh, they will absolutely so i get that But that still had nothing, like, so, she, so what she ends up doing is she ends up letting her mom find one of the letters and nothing changes. Her mom and dad are still sitting at the table laughing, nothing changes. So she just assumes her mom either ignored it, didn't read the letter, or is just, uh, or is okay with it. So she doesn't think to just say something. Like. I feel like Mm. most people would have just confronted their father in private which would have saved the reputation and she could have found out what the hell was actually going on. But she didn't do that. She just decided, well, suicide time. Mm. (laughs) Time to kill myself. Like, and it's like, and then they're trying to, and then they're, they're like, oh, you think you're special. Oh, you're just, you're not same as everybody else, like, everybody's got secrets, and it felt like they were trying, it really felt like they were trying to justify, the, the, it felt like they were trying to justify the father having an affair, like, it, cause it was Hmm. like, oh, well, everyone has their secrets, and the world goes on, and the world's not so bad, and it's like, But they don't ever actually condemn him for having the affair. Hmm. Like, (coughs) she does. She's like, how could he be having... Like, when she's talking to Nukara, actually, even she doesn't really condemn him for it. She condemns Nukara's parents when he tells her about how they're trying to just keep face and save reputation, she talks about how, no, they just don't care about you and stuff like that, so she does, but, she, to his parents, but they never really admonish her dad for it, right? And there's never, we never see if she, like, no. don't know, it's, like I said, it feels very much in the vein that they're trying to do what Mananagatsuri does, like just not as well. Like just,
0: it's just not done mm. as good. And and just just my little bit of that thing, uh, based on the pictures. That's very. What's the word I'm looking for? I wouldn't think, even as jaded as I am, that that was an affair. I mean, there, it's like him meeting some woman. It could be a business meeting. It could be something. Well,
1: no. It, it was an affair. Uh, <clears> sorry <throat> for interrupting, but it, it was actually an affair because it, the pictures that they showed you, if you look, they're in the red light mm. district and they're going into a hotel. Mm. That's why. That's why. Okay. So okay. It, yeah. it, he was absolutely having an affair. Okay, that um. makes sense or he was having his meetings in the most inconvenient of places. <laughs> um, okay, that makes sense then. I, I didn't
0: notice the red light. Yeah, and uh, if you also
1: notice, in every picture, it's the same girl.
0: Yeah. Yeah, yeah okay. So, it's safe to assume there's an affair happening, and... A very... Very teen angsty. Oh, my parents don't love each other anymore. I should kill myself.
1: Yeah, Um, it was. I don't know. It it feels like, like. Like I said, it would have been different. And that was another thing. That was another thing about it. It would have been different if they had showed that her parents' marriage was having problems, right? But they didn't. Right. As far as they showed us, her family was happy and. Uh, like her dad was working, keeping food on the table, they would have family dinners together, her mom, like, he was they seemed He making like the same
0: stupid day. jokes, and she was making the stew too sweet.
1: Right, so, they just had a normal, happy family. It's not like it was a dysfunctional family, or it was bad in any way. So, it's like- Nothing had changed except for the fact that she found out that her father was having an affair. And instead of getting to a point where she confront, it would have been different. I would think differently if uh, she had confronted him and him been like, it's none of your business. I'm the adult. I can do what I want. Yada, yada, yada. And then it started causing problems in his relationship with his wife. Or if they showed that she, that her mom knew about it, and maybe her mom was also having an affair, or it was actually affecting her mom in some way. Uh, like if it showed it was affecting her mom in some way, if there were some negative effects happening. But if there was nothing negative happening, there were no negative effects for him doing what he was doing, and e- either her mom knew about it and was allowing it to happen, or she was just ignoring it, which didn't seem to be affecting her either. It feels like they were trying to have this deep philosophical outlook on life without actually going into the details that those circumstances would entail. Like, it, hmm. I, 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 don't, I don't know. Like, I don't. Know well, you, you make
0: a. You make a fair enough point, as as is. So, uh, let me, as I normally do when I'm when I'm doing a review for something, I'm gonna go over the notes I wrote down of interesting point. So, the that one that one teenage boy shows up late just to say that he's not coming back to school. What the fuck was up with that?
1: Yeah, I. I... We, I don't then, think we're gonna find out about that until later, until more into the episodes. Um, because right. they made a point then, of putting that almost at the very end of the episode.
0: No, no, no. That was at the beginning.
1: When he comes in, but at the end of the episode they show the other girl uh, chasing him to try to find out what happened, and she mentions another yeah. girl who she says didn't show up on yeah, the yeah, yeah, day of yeah. school. Again. So, yeah, yeah,
0: and then so the next note I have down is Suicide Girl. So this girl talking about wanting to kill herself, and then she's talking with we we don't know who it is until later. It's it's Nakura. and you know she's talking with him, and like Gerald said, they were having you know intimate kind of deep <laughs> emotional conversations, and then we we get the b side of the of the whole kidnapping and what really kind of made me wonder is we we see the the black bike in a in like an office building and there's a scientist dude there and then she you know she puts her helmet on and she you know, walks the bike to the elevator, elevator goes down and she goes out kind of like it's Night Rider or some shit. So I'm like, what is this a government project or something? And then it, you know, it tells, goes back through the same story and um, interesting. Well, I, I guess interesting to me, but I guess is a given is, you know, the biker can't talk because I guess biker doesn't have a head. So how's the biker going to talk? And, um, you know, we find out this biker is a transporter.
1: Well, that's what Nukara called her, yeah.
0: Yeah. And apparently and then, she can
1: be contracted out. But Nukara himself apparently isn't normal. Because if uh, if you remember uh, in his conversation uh, with the suicide girl, he literally states that he likes watching how humans... Uh, react to certain situations. So right. he, and considering we've just seen a headless horseman, we now have a character who is stating that they are something other than human. um, And is possibly a god, because I think he calls himself a benevolent god or something of that nature.
0: Mm, could be.
1: And then, uh, Like,
0: I started laughing when he just was, like, coming clean. Like, to be honest, I don't give a shit about you or your feelings. I was just using you to see this and that. And I was just like, holy shit, this guy's a dick.
1: That was another thing, too, now that you bring that up. uh, That's a really nice Akali skin. Um, But that's that's another thing that... uh, that bothered me about how they're trying to be philosophical and stuff. So, cause he was going on and on about how, what he likes to do is he likes to basically, he, he basically, he's done this before and he likes seeing how four times react for only four times. So Did he say um, that? after, no, it's, uh,
0: after the, uh, The black biker catches the girl after she jumps off, Mm -hmm. and you see him kneel down and scratch into the concrete. Mm -hmm. That is the Japanese tally mark system. So you have one, two, three, four, and then five. So you had the T, the TF looking part, Mm -hmm. that's three. And then the one little dash over to the side is four. Five puts the line across the bottom.
1: Okay. I, was, I figured that's what he was doing, but I didn't recognize how he was doing it. I didn't recognize that system, but I figured he was marking a tally or something like that. Um, yeah, that's the Japanese
0: tally system. I learned that thanks to Shonen Jump. Yeah.
1: But, <laughs> so what gets me about his, his... this is another place where I feel like the show failed. So, he's talking about, I like to see how humans react to these situations, right? I like seeing their ugly emotions. So, but, but instead of setting things up ambiguously so that she could make her own decision, at the end of it, where he's telling her, like, well, I don't care about you or your emotions. You're boring. You're just like everybody else. That felt to me like <laughs> he was actually pushing her toward killing herself. Like, in instead of just giving, instead of making a situation and where she could go either way, and it's based purely on her perspective and what she decides to do, it feels like mm-hmm. he was pushing her toward suicide. Which and he probably was. was I would, I would, uh, I would act, I would honestly agree with you. Yeah, which makes me wonder, which, which makes me feel like that is a contradiction as to what he was saying that he actually wanted. Um,
0: because
1: if he, like, if he's like, well, I like seeing, uh, the, um. I like seeing how you react to these situations, but if he's pushing her to a specific answer, to a specific thing, then there's no way, that that's not a real, that's not really him uh, watching them react to a specific situation, he's pushing them to the solution, to the conclusion that he wants at that point. That, that's why I felt like that was a problem. Like if you're gonna have this philosophical thing, where it's like you're gonna have this character is like I like watching the interact how uh, humans respond to a given situation. Him pushing them towards his conclusion is not that. That's just him mm. trying to kill him. Like that's just like, uh, <laughs> like that. That's just like when um. Uh, when like a police officer is interrogating a uh, uh, when a police officer is interrogating a criminal and kind of tries to mm-hmm. push him towards confessing, it's like that. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, yeah. So I I thought that was like that that didn't that was I don't know I I thought that that, that kind of killed that explanation for me because that felt disingenuous because it feels like and maybe that was the point maybe he is after something else maybe he's after something else then maybe he was doing that on purpose and he was lying to her about you know just liking to see human emotions and things like that maybe he was lying about that
0: it could be so
1: um,
0: that's essentially what I have for for my notes so predict I'm gonna make uh, I'm gonna go ahead and make the first obvious prediction this is gonna be a slow building story kind of like uh, it's gonna be slow building but it may or may not have some kind of good emotional purchase at the end I don't know that, that That's my prediction. I also predict Gerald's going to start trash-talking it in the next episode. Uh,
1: I might. We'll see. Um, <laughs> I'm kind of predicting that this show doesn't have... I feel like this show is not going to have a focus. Like, that's kind of what this seems like. Um, I'm not sure if this I'm not sure if this show is which going is to weird
0: if it wasn't if it wouldn't have a focus
1: that's kind of counterintuitive isn't it well you would think well no it depends on what kind of narrative you're going for it depends on what kind of story because like mananegotri one episode slain. can be a completely self-contained story in and of itself right. seems like it has an overarching story plot with other stories kind of mixed in and because yeah. we don't really explore the suicide problem, right? We just go, she yeah. found out her dad was, uh, uh, was having an affair. Cheating. She decided to kill herself after talking to some person she didn't know online because that mm-hmm. person was giving off the impression that they see where she was going So she so he mm-hmm. asked her to commit suicide and she was like, sure let's do suicide maybe then our parents will wake up and understand what's really important but they don't say what that she felt was important like and the thing is well no that's that's not necessarily true so she she does state that it's that his parents don't care about him right so what they're saying is that they're the thing that's important but what they don't say is why what they don't give us is why this is an issue, right? They don't give us a reason why the affair is a problem. Because nothing changes. It's not causing any problems at home. Her father is not any less the father he was before she found out about the affair. So what if the only thing that they're angry about is that, well, he wouldn't be doing this if he really cared about me, but why is that? It's not, it's kind of the same argument of, well, dad wouldn't have bought that car if he really cared about me. Well, what was the problem with him buying the car? Did it take away from your college tuition? Is he ignoring and you your mother because he's more interested in the car? like is it his money right is it his <laughs> money did he take out a loan he never should have taken out and it puts the jeopardy of the house and your 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 stat your living status in? Je- like why is it a problem other than the fact that he's doing it
0: and that's probably that's what, all it is
1: and, and that's the thing they never go into that and you need that you need to show why this is a problem because if it's if you don't show why the affair is a problem then who cares her life <laughs> never changed as far as we know her father is still the loving father she had before she found out he had an affair it didn't change anything other than the fact that she knew he was Fending having an affair that me. was it it would have been no different than her finding out he had a gambling problem. But you know why her finding out he has a gambling gambling problem doesn't matter? If the gambling problem isn't affecting their lives. He may have a gambling problem, but if there are no negative effects, who cares? Hmm. The, the right. reason a problem is a problem is because it has negative effects. But the only negative there is no negative effect for the affair. The, once again, the relationship between her father and her mother isn't breaking down. Like, we, we, we don't catch her walking into her house and listening to her mom crying in the other room. And then when she peeks in, she sees the letter on the table and her mom is just distraught. And then we see them at the family table and it feels like, and it's like nothing is wrong. Right? So now we know This is a problem. It's causing an issue. Her mom is beside herself with grief, but she's putting on a smile for everyone else, right? Well, how could he do this to her? It's obviously hurting her. But no, we never see a negative effect for him having an affair. So why should she care? Other than the fact that he shouldn't be having an affair, but once again, there there don't seem to be any negative effects.
2: So right. it's
1: just like it just doesn't. It, it. I see what they're trying to do, but I don't think they do it well. They just don't. They, 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 they don't give it the time and what they they just don't give it the time. it needs. Oh, 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 oh. Like there's a lot more that has to. There's just a lot more that has to go into it, and they just don't do it.
0: Yeah, and you're not wrong. Like, like I said with my prediction, I, I have a feeling this is going to be a slow building to the point show.
1: And then, and... Well, <laughs> and that's fine. But my, but the problem is, I feel like we're never gonna go come back to Suicide Girl. I feel like this is the last we're gonna see of anything to have to do with Suicide Girl. Like the only reason I feel Angie like she was in this right. episode was because they wanted to do this the, the philosophical explanation thing and introduce new car. I feel like she was simply a vehicle to introduce new car, not because hmm. they actually cared about her character, because, or else they probably would have been further into it. Right. So I don't know. It, I'll, I guess I'll have to reserve, I guess I'll have to reserve my, uh, uh, my judgment for this third episode, and hopefully it can change my mind. But right now, it just, it just doesn't feel... I don't know, this... <sighs> we'll see what the 3rd yeah, I'll see what the third episode does.
0: I, I totally get you, I'm, I'm like I was I was intrigued by the the black biker and the spectral scythe and all that good stuff but like now it's just like what what is what is your point what the fuck are you trying to tell me so okay having said that we will insert small break here And we will now talk about the episode one of season three of Castlevania. I fucking loved this episode. This shit was awesome. <laughs>
1: I thought it was pretty good. I laughed a lot. Uh, especially, yes. at, uh, especially at Alucard. That was hilarious. Um, oh, so when he
0: was having dinner and he was uh, mimicking Trevor and Sypha.
1: Because yeah. he
0: made dolls of them and Trevor's doll was like... Half ass done, but Cyphers was meticulous.
1: Well, Cypher's actually wasn't <laughs> meticulous. Not as meticulous as it could have been. Um, I did not notice that Trevor's was only like half done. but
0: Well, it was it was half ass done. Like, there was like one eye wasn't sewn on all the way properly, and and, sh- and like the way he was mimicking Trevor, like, oh, I'll just get drunk on piss beer and I might just fuck a dead dog in the street.
1: So I can have hate babies, I guess. <laughs> so I can have <laughs> hate babies, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> like, and then Cypher's like, yeah. It's like, and I'm, a, and I because I know everything. And then I'll go back and live with my uh, lice ridden people because that makes me better than everyone else. <laughs> the right. reason that was so good is because it really sounded exactly like them. And then you go to them and you're like, man, th- he literally pegged them, didn't he? He literally pegged them really hard. Um mm. uh, Oh no, he he pegged them really hard. Like the <laughs> I'm not saying like I said when we when we first talked about Castlevania, like basically everyone in the story is an asshole. Uh, (laughs) Cipher was the only one I was really willing to give the benefit of a doubt but she does have that kind of I won't say state of mind but she definitely gives off she has that kind of personality and she's she has a tendency it's not even just well yeah she has a tendency because she does it all the time it, she's constantly <laughs> pointing out how much smarter she is than everyone else like constantly and they only emphasized it in this episode they literally emphasized it in this episode um mm. but yeah and so the reason uh sorry the reason i, oh, oh, uh, the reason I also like this is that even though Alucard was making fun of them It felt, at least to me, the expressions he was making, even while mocking them, made me think that the reason this was a thing is because he really missed them. Because he fought alongside them, and they were the closest things to friends he'd ever had, even if he felt they were bad people. So, that's why I really liked it. Because even though yeah. he was mocking them, it was obvious that he really missed them. Um, and then,
0: of course, there was that bit where he was like, oh, "I've gone crazy, haven't I?"
1: Yeah, <laughs>
0: and I was like, "Yeah, you did." <laughs> he's
1: like, "Oh my god, in my mind." Is like, "Well, it tends to happen." Uh, yeah.
0: So, uh, my my next bit after that was so it, it cuts to Trevor and Cypher and they're in the cart. And they're, you know, just acting normal, and, you know, a month has gone by since the last episode of Season 2. Just just so we know the time progression. So they've they done, evidently, a lot of hunting in that time. Bologna. And I'm gonna steal your uh, your witch doctor.
1: Go for it. I'm gonna grab my girl, Bologna.
0: Well, I see you stole the girl I was using. Bologna?
1: (laughs) I've been using using her since I started playing this game. Bologna's bay.
0: Yeah, well. So you're you're basically calling her the Dutch word for shit. Interesting.
1: Oh, I didn't know it was the Dutch word for shit. I was using it in its urban uh, iteration. Yeah, the
0: before all else. Yeah, Yeah. it's also Dutch for shit.
1: (laughs) Of course it is. It's, but anyway, so which correlates so back we, to when uh, Saifa was telling Trevor that Belmont was actually the be a of, uh, brain dead slave. He's like, no, "Yeah, it's not. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's not." She's and she's like, uh, "What? Are, what? What are her people called?" I keep forgetting. The speakers. The speakers. She's like, "I'm a speaker. I know many things." <laughs> it's like we we know Saifa right, never and that
0: that also plays into <laughs> so, her also plays into her assholeness of being of knowing more you know being the smarter than everybody else one but yeah so so we go to them in the cart and they they know that there's monsters around yeah I just got froze uh, they know there's monsters around and they're counting them out and then just cypher breaks into this like so fucking bad. Like, to the point I put in notes, Sypha Ham acting. Like, oh, I'm a lonely woman in the forest. All I have is a brain-dead drunk servant. Oh, woe is me! And then, you know, you see the... And actually, you see the fish... The fish demon that you that you can see in, uh, like, at least Final Fantasy... Or Final Fantasy... Castlevania Two. That'll jump out of the water. You see him, and then uh, the others, and then like at th- at this point in in epi- in season three, I fucking love Saifa. She is a waifu.
1: Because <laughs> oh, not you, only is you she, see your, did you uh, did you recognize her fire bending
0: and the and the ice and the water ice bending? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like she, like she, she firebent on the fish dude, who then ran through the forest. So then she just uh, made stairs of, of ice, like she did before. It was just running along up in the air, like like it's no big deal. And then jumps, makes a ice spear, and just runs it through the head. Meanwhile, poor Trevor's dealing with the with the werewolf. And uh, in at, towards the end of season two, he finds the Morningstar chain whip, and you know he he tries to bring that out like he would normally do to um, to just one shot it because evidently the uh, the mace head of the Morningstar whip becomes as hot as a sun and kills evil things on impact, well, which is the cool.
1: Minotaur died because he hit it in the brain and tore out in the brain. That's why it died. Mm. <laughs> um, right. The, uh, the werewolf, the reason he couldn't fight it and use, use it on the werewolf is because the werewolf... It was did, too close. Um, no, it literally jumped in his face and knocked it out of his hand. Yeah. It specifically knocked it out of his hand. Like, it recognized the friend and took it from it. <laughs>
0: yeah so then he's you know we cut to him and he's doing his best to to dodge all the attacks so he starts punching it in the in the face that doesn't do it he then uh, starts punching it in the throat and uh, kicks its knee and i guess it, it hesitates and then that's when he just starts doubling and tripling down on that so he Gives the damn werewolf a compound fracture of the knee and then just pushes its head back until its neck snaps. At which point, at which point, Cypher comes back like, that was easy. <laughs> and, uh, and ju- just, uh, just to go back, back a piece, honestly, I saw them getting together when they were in. The, uh, in the underground library, and he had offered the the old dusty blanket, and she came in and sat down. I was like, "Oh yeah, she's getting the now."
1: Well, yeah, they'd already made it abundantly uh, abundantly clear, abundantly clear. Season, one, <laughs> two, that those two were getting together. Like there was never any doubt. Yeah, and uh,
0: so they they do that, but then they bring. So uh, Trevor gets out rope and she's like, what are you doing? Well, we're going to a town where we don't know anybody. We need to look useful. It's like, ah, yeah. So he, you know, they tie the werewolf up to the back of the cart and we, uh, we cut scene to uh, the city they're going to where uh, Mr. St. Germain, I'm wondering what the hell his deal is, and he's he's trying to get an apple and then he does i guess a sleight of the hand trick to make one coin into three and then that's when their cart comes through and they're pulling the werewolf and then the the judge of the town um oh let's uh let's not forget uh we see carmilla and hector and um I know you had said some stuff about Carmilla the last time we talked about Castlevania, but she seems to me like she's the femme SJW. Damn.
1: Oh, this episode confirmed to me that she is the literal feminist extreme. (laughs) (laughs) They took it all the way with her. She literally comes home to three fam like vampire sisters. Yeah, the the super
0: tall. Super tall buff heavy one, the childlike one, and then the uh, the black one.
1: Yeah, and then the uh, and then the smooth one, I suppose. But uh, and do remember, her entire army is composed of nothing but vampire women. They're all female. Hmm. So yeah, they took her character to feminist. Um, mm. even, yeah, like she's like,
0: and she's always bitching, like,
2: oh, I just deal
0: with useless men and and boy animals and old men and. Uh, 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 uh. Yeah,
1: considering that she helped to cause the current the current predicament that she's in, like she was bitching and moaning about how all the the beasts and the humans are all gone nuts and they're all doing bullshit and it's like you helped to cause. This exact situation.
0: <laughs> like, what? sister, what took you so long? The people were fucking crazy. Yeah. <laughs> and the, the whole
1: feminist extreme was even more pronounced, but at the end of that scene, you have the tall one going, it's us against the world as it always has been. And I was mm-hmm. like, oh, fuck. hmm <laughs> <laughs> Uh just like, yep. right. like it, it, uh, once again, show don't tell. When you tell like that, it makes it pretentious and obnoxious. <laughs> it makes it really pretentious mm-hmm. and obnoxious. And I don't know if they meant it to be that way. because they're usually pretty good about showing instead of telling. Yep,
0: and then the uh, the other scene that really got me laughing. So after after they meet the the I guess the mayor and landlord of the town, and then the the mad monks come out, and like that that main mad monk dude, he just did not look like he was all there. Like he had. Um, he had those kind of crazy bug eyes, like a like a certain uh, a certain uh, representative from New York has. I, w- I won't name names, <coughs> Cortez. Um, but uh, yeah. So then, like the, this dude is all like, "Well, we want to know who killed Dracula because we want to send them to hell." And then the the mayor's like, "Uh." You can go away now. So I'm wondering I'm wondering what the deal with these dudes are like where where they lost their shit at.
2: That's
0: cool. I, I like how uh how the dude does like a like a spin and jumps on his coffin and then snaps his fingers and jumps in when he dies. That's kind of cool. Oh, I uh, should know, I've been I've been pop. getting killed a lot. Yeah.
1: Well, I've been dying I quite should... a bit too the bots are tough. the media bots are tough. I don't know mm. I don't know if they're getting lost or if they're uh, just using the skills better.
0: Cheating. All the cheating.
1: But they're very tough. but
0: yeah. So so after all that happened then the, the one dude comes up to him and is like, uh, I'll give you two gold coins per tooth. And, uh, and is like, wait, what? No. And then um, Trevor's like, no, no, no. Uh, we need friends, but we also need currency. So he's like, yeah, three gold coins a tooth is fine. So you see them talking, and then the dude in the background is trying to yank the teeth out of the werewolf and then Trevor turns around and sees the, I guess the uh, the roadside tavern. He's like, "Oh, just what I was looking for." He's like, "Pour me a, pour me a glass. I'll have money soon." And then the bartender's like, "You killed that werewolf. You get one for free." Pours it out, and he's he takes a sip. He's like, "Oh." It's as good as sex, and then that's when Saifa just gets this pissed off fucking look on her face,
1: and then no, he said, does like the. Like, oh, that's better than sex. Yeah, better like, than what? sex. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So she
0: she snaps her finger, turns it into uh, into beer slushy. He's trying to drink it, and then you know, and she goes she goes mad, and she's like, "Oh, it's as good, it's better than sex, huh?" And then he's walking, and he's like, no, no, no. It's like, oh, well, it's okay. Just uh, just be ready for my frozen foot shoved up your ass.
1: Now, the thing is, Saifa is supposed to be the smart one. Now, don't get me wrong. This was the funniest part of the episode. I laughed Mm -hmm. so hard at this. Mm Mm-hmm. But Sykes mm-hmm. was supposed to be the smart one, and she literally took this seriously, meaning she doesn't understand a simple expression. Because that is an expression, and he, Trevor's not the only one who would have known uh, to say something like that. So that was just dumb. Um, then, but it was still hilarious, though. Well, right. <laughs> but then Trevor turns around and tries to explain... Like, well, well, no, no, it, it, it's not bad. Be- it's just, it's just different. It's different differently. And I'm like, Trevor, why are you trying to explain to having used a simple uh, expression? Like you're, you're literally <laughs> making it worse because now you're making it real. Now, now it's almost without a doubt, you actually meant that the beer was better than having sex with Cypher. And the thing is, it's Trevor, and he's an asshole. So it may not have been that far off the mark. So, <laughs> so first off, he was just using an expression. Second, he made it. Re- Se- Saifa overreacted. Then he made it real, which justified her anger. It was. It was so stupid, but it was hilarious. Oh, <laughs> um, right. Uh, oh, and. Uh, another thing i wanted to point out about this episode why is it that the vampires don't understand how to care for a human
0: they're like mm, yeah like, yeah so so let, let's go back to carmilla and poor hector because
1: i don't say poor hector actually hector got exactly what he set himself up for he was stupid <laughs> and he was naive and he shouldn't have betrayed dracula he should have Mm. he should have either stuck to it or left he put himself in this situation Um, yeah and
0: and you're not wrong you're not wrong but he he is definitely getting what he deserves but still on uh on the other side of the coin i just feel like poor hector (laughs) Because now, now Carmilla has him fucking with a metal collar on and a chain and like all the other vampires and like, she, she even made the point to beat the ever loving fucking shit out of him too.
1: Yeah. the end of And she,
0: en- too. yeah. And she enjoyed that shit. I'm pretty sure she got off on doing that shit.
1: It's well, she's the extreme of feminism, so it's, it's okay to beat the person, as long as it's a man, it's fine. And Hector's mm. not even your Hector's not even your average kind of testosterone-driven male. He is far mm. more effeminate. Uh, well, the
0: both of them, the both of the Forge Masters were like in the. Oh no! The other the Forge back...
1: Master was a no. He wasn't. The other Forge Master was a dude. <laughs> that was a man. The other no forge no no master... no.
0: Okay, so you had Hector and Isaac. Yeah. Isaac was the one who was getting whipped because his master had caught him trying to learn or whatever, and he was like, well, no, I just do it because I love you, and I want to help you.
1: Well, right, because he had been taken as a slave as a boy, and uh, Mm -hmm. he wanted to—he was only a child, so he just wanted to— Do What he could for his master like he saw the world that way but what I mean by Hector being effeminate is not that he was homosexual or anything but that he was he wasn't your normal aggressive male type is what I was trying to get across. Yeah, Hector like he would—he would bring
0: sensitive. dead animals back to life and bring them home and then get the shit meat out of them.
1: Before. Right. He was—he was a lot more sensitive and effeminate in the way that he carried himself. And I'm not stating that in a bad way or anything like that. But I'm saying like right. the normal aggressive testosterone-driven <clears throat> kind of male that extreme feminists would like to wipe off of the face of the earth. Um he wasn't that. She beat him simply because she could. That's hmm. why I say yeah. Carmilla is the extreme scale of feminism. She beat him purely because one, he was a male, and two, hmm. because she could. Like Hector has no actual combat ability. She's a vampire with combat ability. She could kick the crap out of Hector ten times over. And he didn't. And she almost effort. did. And she almost did. And he didn't even put up any actual resistance. He was just like, okay, this was a bad idea. I don't want to do this. And she immediately beat him. She just immediately beat him up. Um that's why I say Hector was not the kind of male he just wasn't the kind of guy that would have put up any kind of resistance and she beat him anyway because she could and because he was a man those were the only reasons um right that's why I'm like yeah Carmilla is the far extreme of feminism in this show like the far extreme um Mm. um
2: Mhm.
1: And Hector, like I said, he did it to himself. Um Uh and then when I when I was saying how vampires like first off, how Hector even survived that trip, I don't know. So I don't right, know right cuz he had
0: no shoes he, and it was in snow.
1: Right. Yeah, no warm clothes. So and then they they stripped him of his clothes and threw him in a cell naked because humans don't need to keep warm apparently
0: um, oh and and don't forget how when when she finally showed back up and and big uh, big strong angry lesbian sister and little tiny lolita lesbian sister were there she kept referring to him as an it
1: yeah and that that comes not only from the He's a man, so he's less than an animal. But that also comes from she's a she's been a vampire for who knows how many years, and he's less than an animal, which is what got me. I was like, I get that you guys have been vampires for a while, but you seriously don't understand that humans need to be clothed in warm clothes, fed on a regular basis, and you don't dump freezing, freezing cold water on them. Like these are all. She's like. Keep it healthy and don't let it die. But you're literally doing feed everything it, you feed can it once to a kill day. him, right? And then what they yeah, fed feed it him, once a day. And when yeah, they it was, uh... was a moldy piece of bread, he couldn't even eat. And honestly, if he forced himself to eat it, he probably would have killed himself because it would have made him sick. And and, how... and
0: don't forget when he looks at it, the fucking weevil comes out of it.
1: Well, that's what I mean. And then, like a fucking weevil comes the fuck out of it. How he survived the march through all the snow, uh, not even not even bartering the fact he didn't have shoes on, but he should have had frostbite far before then. And it's not like they gangrene and no feet, right? And it's not like the vampires could have kept him warm. They don't produce body heat. So even if they had huddled up around him, he still would have been dead. He still would have died of exposure. Like. See, this is why I like the Castlevania seasons, but why I can't give it an excellent rating. Because it's little things like that. And the thing is, in the castle, you could go, well, it's fine for him to be naked in the castle because they have torches up everywhere. Well, first of all, why do vampires need torches up everywhere? They can see in the dark. Who are the torches for? They don't feel the cold. We've already seen that. For
0: for us viewers, that's why the torches are up. <laughs> yeah, it's
1: like, so who are the torches for? Um, well, I mean,
0: you know, if, if you want to watch a show that's in the dark and all you hear is words, I'm sure the vampires would... Uh,
1: well, no, um, there's a way of showing that things are in the dark while still allowing everything to be uh, clearly seen. They've done that in other shows. It's a filter that you put on the scene and it shows that everything is happening in the dark but you can still see everything clearly. That's all they had to do.
0: Oh, like a fleer, the infrared?
1: Yeah, uh no, not the infrared. It's another filter. I'll I'll look it up and tell you about it later, but it's a, it's a different filter cuz I've seen it used in other shows where they do that. Um also, even if there are torches in those castles, remember You're on a mountain peak in snow while it's snowing. So the temperatures have to be close to zero if not in the negatives. Torches alone will not keep a stone castle warm. That's not how that works. You have to have several actual like bonfire hearths. Like that's why they would have hearths with fires in them. So you have to have those. Just just a bunch of torches sitting around is not going to keep a castle in those conditions warm. The vampires don't feel the cold, so the torches, If the, even though they don't need the torches at all, really, the torches is all they need. But humans need way more than that. And they certainly couldn't be walking around butt naked. They'd be in furs and all kinds of stuff. So this is where the Castlevania show always tends to break down for me it's in those small details because they want to do something cool oh Carmilla's castle is on top of a mountain in a blizzard and they want to do it cool and then they bring a human there and they're like oh we can just throw the human into a cell in a stone castle butt naked in the middle of a blizzard and it'll be fine (laughs) it's like no that's not how human biology works he would literally die of exposure (laughs) um
0: and it only takes like what i think between six to eight hours to die of exposure he'd
1: have been dead before he ever made it to that castle he'd have been dead (laughs) way before he made it to that castle and
0: uh just pushing up daisies, dead, D E
1: D. Yeah, and as far dead. as I can tell, of forge masters, they're just normal human beings. They just have the a bit They're like necromancers. They have the ability to take dead things, put them together, and create a and create a creature. It's an innate magic, yeah. but they don't seem to have any enhanced physical abilities or anything. They're just normal humans. So the fact that he didn't die in that march makes no no sense other than cuz plot. And that's what the armor. story breaks down for me. Um and then and then the uh when you were talking about the prior and them like he's like talking about how Dracula was gonna reunite us all in hell with his beloved dead wife. And then the 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 judge of the town was talking about how once they found out that it was a priest that started the entire Dracula thing, he just kind of, that guy had just kind of snapped. And I was like, religion. I was like, religion is the purest form of tribalism ever. And religion is the biggest example of here, hold my beer, watch this. (laughs) uh because yeah it, it religion will literally go, "What is the dumbest thing we could do, and then it does it like, like it has good principles, but the the people who who promote it uh, they're they're uh. <laughs> Right, You have some <laughs> gems, but the majority of them are just the worst examples of human beings. So he found out a priest started the entire, so they know exactly what happened. That, that was another thing, because when you listen to him talking, he's like, Dracula was going to murder everybody and unite us all in hell with his beloved dead wife. And then the judge talks about how they found out a priest is the one who started everything. So it is, it is almost common knowledge that the reason Dracula kicked off the war is because the clergy killed his wife for no reason they it is almost common knowledge that they did that, and the thing, and apparently people have not gone, yep, we can't have you guys around anymore because you just keep causing problems, and case in fact, now they're like, well, Dracula was supposed to kill us all, and all should hail Dracula, and we should make sure that that continues any like it's like. They just go from one bad decision to the next. It never stops.
2: Uh
1: (laughs) Uh (laughs) And and the thing is, I bet we're not going to hear anything else about why the war was started. I bet that one little interaction of dialogue is all we're, is the last we're ever going to hear about how it actually started. Which sucks because I would really like the, the story to explore how the populace reacts when they find out that the church is the one that started it. And not because Dracula's wife was doing something wrong. But they find out that literally the church burned her for no good reason. She wasn't hurting anybody. She wasn't doing anything Mm. wrong. And they killed her for it which started the whole atrocity. I feel like this season should be very much about that because if you think that the human populace once they found that out wouldn't burn every church within a mile radius of them. You're nuts. <laughs> human. Right? Dude. The, the 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 way that they. Ta- the way that the first two seasons. Set up this war. Was literally an extinction event. Dracula of course. Was trying to wipe humanity. From the face of the earth. So every human uh-huh. in every town. They were losing friends. Family. They realized. They, they were under the impression that humanity as a whole was on it was at the verge of its destruction and then to come to find out that the reason this started and the only reason it started was because a priest killed Dracula's wife for no reason oh man (laughs) (laughs) there would be no priest anywhere who would be safe after finding that out (laughs) mm <laughs> right. <laughs> but I bet they will never go... I bet we... Ne- and, and I hate... I hate it, but I bet we never, ever hear anything else about this. And that sucks. Well,
0: I mean, to be fair, when... Uh, you know, in those last couple episodes of season two, when... Dracula moves the castle to to Bela or whatever it is. Um, Carmilla takes the priest, the priest that was behind all that shit, and has him bless the water, and the priest dies.
1: Well, yeah, because she killed him. Well, no. Wait, no, 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 no. No, that is not what happened. The priest that started it, remember, he was killed in the church. Not too long ago. Was he, though? Yeah. He died. Unless he was raised um, as a zombie.
0: Yeah, I think he was. Because that, I believe, the priest that set the whole thing off was brought back. And he was the one that blessed that whole river there at Bela.
1: I don't know how he would have been able to, especially as a zombie. Plot armor. Well, yeah. <laughs>
0: to
1: be Plot there, yeah. Plot armor.
0: Because you know he he was he was making the sacrament, you know, nominee, affiliate, spiritus sancti, all that good stuff, and when he dropped the cross, he started lighting a fire. Yeah. You know, because he was. And, and you make a very good point. How could he have done that if he was an unclean beast? Yeah, and because
1: but, basically at the end, I think he lost his faith, too. Because he realized that he was the one who, who really fucked up.
0: No, he didn't lose his
1: faith at the end.
0: He, uh, Although the the beast that was talking to him at the time had told him he had lost his faith, but that that, that priest was a narcissist.
1: Well, no. The beast so, didn't tell him he lost his faith. Uh, it told him that... Uh, he had was... no
0: power because there was no faith there left.
1: Right, and he was cause like... Because God had abandoned him. Yeah, and he was like lies inside of a church. Yeah. But yeah but yeah
0: i'm pretty sure that that zombie priest that she used to bless the the bless the lake was was him and you know that that does bring up a very good plot armor point of how was he able to do that if he was a beast and not a priest anymore but i guess (laughs) plot armor so yeah that's right, die, bitch.
1: Our team is not coordinated enough for me to use this champion.
0: Who are you using?
1: Uh, the Scarab. Because.
0: Uh, um, well, I just got killed, okay. so. <laughs> Kefri seems like a very
1: team oriented tank. Uh, he needs the team to be there to back him up so he can do what he needs to do. And we're not coordinated enough for that.
0: Okay, where are you at?
1: There I... you are. I
0: see. I'm coming to you. So, yeah. Um, so that kind of set that whole thing off. And then when, uh, like we, if it, it wasn't, and also again, it wasn't until those last couple episodes of season two that we see Cypha actually being awesome. So like she figures out the spell to lock down Dracula's castle and then she ends up fighting with the machine and eh, yeah, I know I was, I was trying to help you, but I, yeah. I, I, I got, uh,
1: things just get to, they just, I hate that they just get to run away. Artificial difficulty. So difficult. To, uh... Artificial difficulty, artificial,
0: <laughs> but, uh, yeah. So like, and then she ends up fighting the machine in the castle and, um, I guess at that point, Carmilla and uh, and Hector are deeper in the city, not anywhere near the river. I think because they had uh, she had forced him to go across the bridges that her her troops had uh, put out. So then, when Carmilla's fighting, uh, damn it, you motherfuckers, you're in my way. Anyway, anyways, so when when Carm uh, when. is fighting the machinery of the teleportation mechanism and the castle just starts teleporting all over the place then it teleports into the water. And then that's when like that's when like 40% of the vampires die because the river's been blessed. Yeah. And it was it was just interesting. And I thought, and, and in a sense, I thought it was very... Uh, I guess I would say altruistic of Trevor to bequeath him the Belmont estate because, you know, after he killed his... After, spoilers, if you haven't seen it, three two one I don't care. Um, but after Alucard kills his father, he kind of doesn't have a... A, a reason for being anymore. And he was all like, Well, I guess I'll go back to Greshit and go to sleep again. And Trevor's like, No, nah, no, nah, as above, so below. You've got your father's knowledge up here, you've got my family's knowledge downstairs. I thought that was very altruistic of him to give Alakarta a purpose in, in a manner of speaking.
1: But then it... doesn't seem to be helping because he is slowly losing his mind. <laughs> yeah, and
0: because he made he has the half- ass doll of Trevor, who he seems to think Trevor will make hate babies with a dead dog in the alley while drinking piss beer.
1: Bear. If Trevor thought if Trevor thought he could make hate babies with a dog, he might do it out of spite.
0: <laughs> Just because he hates life so much because he's a
1: Belmont. Um, I don't know what to make of it anymore, because before it was because he was a Belmont, and the Belmonts were betrayed. But now, I don't know. Trevor feels like his only good reason for really being a dick is gone. So now if he's being a dick, it's just because he's being a dick.
0: <laughs> well, you know, he also has Cypher now, because, you know, that whole thing. And, uh... I wish you could have uh, transferred the view of the Twitch stream over to me because the big titty Archer chick had uh, crouched down to shoot arrows and I had a really good fan (laughs) service shot.
1: And you missed it. Man, fine. There will be more titties. There are always more titties.
0: It wasn't. It wasn't the titties, though. It was the. It was the up. There wasn't even a skirt to upskirt, but it was the, the upward shot of the crotch. <laughs> well, there will
1: always also be more crotches. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's see. Um, I think is that everything that we can talk about in the episode. I think so. Um. um
0: I've I've pretty much said everything I would say for episode one of season three, Um, so yeah. So then, at this point, um, we will insert break here, which I, I found to be very interesting in in the plot twist that that has happened. So I'm assuming have you have you watched any of Clone Wars because it is on well it's on Disney Plus
1: now. Yeah, I was watching it for a while. I just could keep my attention.
0: Yeah, so we're so this is the final season. So the the whole 6 seasons between episode 2 and episode 3 is culminating in this. And I think it was a behind-the-scenes or bonus episode that we did where I was talking about how um, Yoda was contacted by Qui-Gon Jinn from, you know, beyond the grave because he became one of the first Jedi's to still have his consciousness through the Force after he died and sent Yoda on a quest to be able to do the same and those were some very interesting, very philosophical episodes. And that was that was the end of season two. So season three uh, begins with the five zero first somewhere, and it's uh, there. There's Captain Rex and Commander Cody. Now the the big the big difference, the big good thing between the Clone Wars CGI cartoon and the actual movies is that a majority of the clone have individualized themselves because they're clones, of course. You know, they all look the same physically, but through like tattoos, or how they do their hair, or the color of their hair, or whatever. They get their individualization. So we've got Commander Cody, we've got Captain Rex, and then we have the clone called Fives. He's CT5555. So, um. No, 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 wait. I'm thinking of a season two thing. Where the uh, where Order sixty six ends up getting kind of a thing happen. So yeah, so um, so we've got Commander Cody, we've got Captain Rex. They're on a planet. They're they're doing their damnedest to fight the the droid army, but somehow the droid army is you know matching them blow for blow, which um, I think it's. I think it's Captain Rex that that makes the assertion that they've somehow got intel. Like, the, the droid army is... The droid army has their playbook, basically. Yeah. And... So, they're trying to find... So they're tasked with finding this command center that all these orders for the droid army seem to be coming from.
2: Yeah.
0: Well, Commander Cody brings in. um, I I can't remember the uh, entire official title, but it's Experimental. I'll call it Experimental Clone Troop 99. Okay. And they call, and this clone troop calls themselves the Bad Batch because they are, um, for lack of a better term, they are imperfect clones, but each one has a specialization that makes them damn near elite. So there's, there's Hunter. Who is he's the he's the squad leader for Troop 99. You've got Wrecker, who is like an oversized clone who's muscly as fuck, and he can basically lift. Uh... Okay, so you remember the the landing ships for Clone Wars, the ones that would drop a squad of clone troopers out. I'm asking you.
1: I do not, sorry.
0: Yeah, so uh, this uh, Wrecker is strong enough that he can pick one of those ships up that has crashed. Then there's Tech. He's, as his name implies, he's the Tech guy. He has to wear glasses, I guess, because he has bad vision. But he's, uh, he's the guy who ends up getting into the uh, the command center to hack into this algorithm that they're trying to find out what's going on and spoiler alert it's one of the clones was captured and was um... so well, I'll just stop with that clone was captured and he's being used for strategy then there's the sniper clone who uh he's a he's a damn good shot he made my sweatpants tight when he was making all those excellent sniper kills and i think that was it i think it was just the four of so they they're so in the first episode, they're going off to find this base. They get shot down by a random patrol. And uh, we see how awesome and unconventional their tactics are when the ship lands, you know, when the ship crashes, and um, you know, they're... Uh-huh. Really? Okay. Um... A ship crashes, and then they all get out, but I think uh, Commander Cody is still trapped in the ship, so that's when Wrecker lifts the ship off of him. And then there's like a battalion of droid... Uh, droid a ar- uh, droid army battalion shows up, and in in very short order, like in the span of maybe two minutes, they wipe out that entire battalion. Like using directed... Almost like they're using a directed mortar fire, but it's essentially one of the, uh, the clone troopers throwing the shock grenade, and then the sniper clone shoots it. And it's like a it's like an, an aerial EMP so it was very awesome and I would actually like to see um, previous operations of this experimental clone troop 99 but that's just me. so then so they do that they take over a uh, um, I guess like a recon tower or something. Then they move to the actual facility that they're trying to infiltrate. Then they do the booty infiltrate. Because that's just how they do. And, uh... Then it's, uh... Captain Rex and Tech. At the, uh... at the keyboard, essentially. I'm, I'm not sure how exactly to word it um, at the keyboard. They, they hack into the algorithm and find out that it's uh, Clone Trooper CT-1409, whose uh, nickname is Echo. And I think he was from the first season. He was one of the original troopers, and they called him Echo because he kept repeating orders or some shit like that. And uh, so they they find that out, and then they, um, I'll get back to these, whatever. Um, So they find that out, and the uh, droid commander is the the spider. I forget what his name is, but he's the he's the spider who's got like a like one natural fang, one tech fang. And like one of his eyes is robotic, and like I want to say half his eight legs are robotic as well. But he's the commander in charge of the uh, of the droid army there, and they find out that um, that contact was made with this planet. I think it was called Skakos Minor. Which is where, uh, spoiler alert, Echo was being held. So from from there, that's the end of that episode. Then episode two, um, Captain Rex is trying to convince. Here I got you, Captain Rex is trying to convince Anakin that,
2: Ooh,
0: that was you know a Echo. We still
1: wrecked them though, so oh, that's no, all that, that matters. Was really close. <laughs>
0: yeah, but we still wrecked them, and that's all that matters.
1: <laughs> but continue.
0: Yeah, so uh, Rex is trying to convince Anakin that Echo is still alive, and you know, Anakin's like, "Well, you know, how can you be sure?" Because um, going, and I'm going to be jumping back and forth. Going back to episode one, Tech hacks through the algorithm and asks, who are you? And that's when Echo starts using his clone trooper designation, CT-1409. And it's said in his voice, so that's when Captain Rex realizes that Echo is still alive and they're using the droid army is using all the tactical knowledge Echoes has to counter the, the clone army. So there's and I'm gonna I'm gonna compress this part of it. Mm-hmm. So um, Captain Rex convinces Anakin that they need to go to Skakos Minor but they have to avoid obi-wan because you know he's still essentially anakin's master so there's a little bit of comedy stuff going on especially when uh anakin has has uh rex like guard the door while he's calling padme Mm -hmm. because We know at this point him and Padme are married even though they're not supposed to be and, you know, all that good stuff. And they, uh... Long story short, they get to Skakos Minor and they find a pod surrounded by a computer bank. They crack the pod open and sure enough, they find, um... They find echoes in kind of a matrix-like configure. Like he's got all kinds of wires and shit, like plugged into him. And then that's the end of that episode. So very interesting. I will uh, have to see how they uh, how they keep this going because. I mean, it's been six seasons of Clone War stuff, and that takes place between Episode 2 and Episode 3 of the, you know, the 1 through 3 trilogy. Yeah. So, I'll be interesting to see, I'll be interested to see how this ends. And. That's about all I have to say about. So we will take another... Actually, we're going to take our sponsor break right now. And we will be... How about, that, how about that sponsor, huh? You can make your own podcast for free. You just have to download Anchor.
1: Let's see which one gives me... I think it's that one. It gives me the then, yeah. Okay. Yep. Just download Anchor and you can make your own podcast for free. It's as simple as that just upload the app for free and start your first podcast
0: mm, you know, download the app start your first podcast and um, anchor will actually do the do the solid for you of being your first sponsor which is that ad that you had just heard uh, from an ally over has here been slain. I'm dead sworn. so. <laughs> Gimme give, give me a
1: couple seconds. Yeah, we want I
0: chose Sun Wukong, team. what can I say?
1: You have access to heroes I don't have access to. Did you buy them? No. Or did you randomly get them out of the chest?
0: Um not sure how I got Sun Wukong. Are you not Capri again?
1: Uh no. Or are you Coca Kong? You're a nemesis? Yeah. Okay, I see you. Oh, crap, oh. I gotta remember I am an assassin. I need to go around back and kill the other squishies. I can't jump right into the fray. It takes a little... I kinda gotta get into my stride with her, but I do like Nemesis. I think she's good. Like...
0: Well, she is the, what, the goddess of revenge? Uh, the goddess of revenge. Putting it in the butts. Mm, that's the kind of goddess I could get behind if you know what I mean.
1: <laughs> oh, insert bad joke here.
0: But you might feel a little pressure. Just saying. So, um, how about that Final Fantasy VII?
1: Uh, so, Final Fantasy VII is really good. Um, we're talking about the Final Fantasy VII, right? The demo came out for the PS4. Um, downloaded it. Of course it did. I gotta go back. I did download it. Um, it's really good. Uh, I videoed how, uh, what I played of it. And I still haven't gone all the way through it, because it goes all the way up to a boss, and then that's the end of it. Um, Was
0: it the scorpion boss?
1: I think so, the scorpion mech. Um, yeah. But yeah, it's Shut it's been really good. It is visually stunning. Um, mm. like... Stop, stop,
0: my penis can only
1: get so erect. Oh. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Is. I can't even yes. fight that guy. I thought I could fight that guy, but um, not. Yeah, it is. Uh, it's, it is. Uh, because when you think back to when. Like. FF7 first came out. Um, 98, right? Like or something, one, something right? like that? Yeah. Uh, when the original one first came out, it's like. Um, it was impressive for its time like you wouldn't think so now but when Final Fantasy 7 came out it was incredibly impressive for its time it was amazing to look at and they've done it the same it's why I really like Square Enix and have followed the Final Fantasy franchise so much because they go out of their way um, to do like, this is a team of developers who loves this franchise as much as the fans. Um, and mm. if you just leave them alone and let them do what they're going to do, they will do it to the best of their ability. Because visually, the game, the game is so visually pretty and detailed, you cannot tell when it goes from gameplay into cinema until you lose control of your character. It's almost seamless if you're not with the with the remake. Yeah, with the remake. With the remake. Oh, that that
0: will be so awesome. Yeah, with because I because I remember, and like I had said, was it last week we talked about Final Fantasy?
1: Uh, Pretty sure. Yeah.
0: Yeah, I remember. Like it was, it was that. the the in world graphics were kind of eh, but then when you get to the graphics for the turn based fighting, they were nice. So I'm I'm happy to hear that the uh, that that it's you can almost not tell the difference.
1: Yeah, like unless you're looking for it, you have to be looking for it to be able to tell the, to, to be able to, t- uh, to know when the gameplay is going to end until you lose control of your character. But like, otherwise, you wouldn't. Oh, um, good. I'm glad to hear that. And, uh... The gameplay itself... Is really good. Like, it actually... It, they did it in a, in a more uh, action-RPG kind of way. But it feels so good.
0: Okay, so is it still turn-based, or...?
1: Um... No, Uh, but it has sort of like bullet time. So what will happen is if you're casting a spell or something, time will stop. Mm -hmm. So that you can choose your target and stuff like that. Um, And if you want to switch over to another character, but it is an action, it is action based It's a turn based. Um, There's also a mechanic with Cloud and I guess each character will have something similar. Where Cloud can go into what's called a uh, stance, and it slows him down but increases his damage. Mm-hmm. Um, I cannot fight that guy. I cannot fight that guy. He's just too. Tight. Hang on. Let me let
0: me move. bring my new bow I'm up dead. in
1: here. But uh. Yeah, well, I shall try to avenge you. Uh, the guy with the scarf, I can't fight him head on. I have to, like, he goes, like, ethereal looking. Yeah, I can not fight him. He's just... Ugh. But, uh... Um, yeah, like, the gameplay feels really good. Uh... Jesus, Maybe mm-hmm. I may not be able to use. I cannot use Nemesis effectively here because I think she might be a jungle assassin. And out in the open like this, you just may not be good. Um, I don't know. Maybe I'm just not using you well enough. It's not like I'm an expert at this game.
0: Hmm. Neither of us are, but that's okay.
1: Um. But uh. We're
0: playing this for the lulz.
1: So visually, amazing. Like just they did an amazing job gameplay wise feels good you feel the weight of cloud's attacks um using his abilities is pretty seamless um i didn't have any issues getting used to the system once it was explained to me how to do it um movement is a thing because it is an action rpg now so you can actually dodge attacks just by running around. Mm. Um, Which makes mobile enemies even more dangerous. Like, there was a a section where I was fighting two guards and their trained guard dog. And the guard dog was so fast I couldn't hit him with my special attacks because they were slow and went in a straight line. And it would be running all over the place, so I kept missing. Um... Mm -hmm. uh, Double kill. Uh, no, well, couldn't do anything there either. Um. Uh, so mobility is going to be a thing. There's a stance change where Cloud goes from operator mode, which is the original mode of you just running around, and it kind of turns the game into a hack and slash, which I don't mind. Um, mm. and then there is, hack and slashes are fun. I, I like. I think it's like first mode. I, I I don't remember what the exact. Uh, I use that one. Um, but uh. What is it? Okay, I don't know what that was, but fine. Um, there he goes <laughs> into a stance where he's slower but does more damage which, can and if he's guarding, it auto-counters. So I'm like, well that feels like a 1v1 duel stance. So are there going to be duels in this game with certain bosses or, elite, or like elite enemies? Hmm. Oh, well, of um, course,
0: there would have to be a duel with Sephiroth.
1: And that's what I was thinking. That was the first thing that popped in my head. Are you going to be able to duel Sephiroth? That was the first thing that popped into my head. Um, but Sephiroth, I don't think is going to be showing up in this chapter of the game. Shut down. Um, well,
0: I mean, probably not. But I mean, I'm thinking, I'm thinking the end battle where you hear the song "One Winged Angel." That's probably going to have to be a duel. And why is my chick glitching?
1: I don't like that. Don't glitch. That took so much Adam just to deal with that. Sure.
0: So their token deck is dirty, as you would like to say?
1: Yeah. Well, it's also because I'm kind of, I'm underperforming uh, with Nemesis, unfortunately I'm just not doing much, I'm trying to get to the squishies, but since we're playing, with random, we're so underrated, Uh, you guys, I can't, I'm not getting properly protected, and I'm starting to think that AI is getting, like, defensive and attack buffs. Because even when I'm v one them, if I get attacked by anyone, there's almost nothing I can do. That was just my fault. I shouldn't have fought in popped a little boss ulti. Um, I should not have st- stood in the uh, bad stuff. Um, but I don't know. It's, uh, like, I one v one I think, Mercury. Pretty sure that's Mercury. I Don't 1v1 kid. him. I killed him, but I can't seem to 1v1 any of the other squishies like Medusa or Papa Legba. Papa Legba, it was mostly because I was standing in his bullshit. I should have. Uh, hmm. I, I, I honestly, they call
0: him something else though. It was like Baron Beta or something like that.
1: Uh yeah, he's. Uh, I, Papa Legba has like a lot of man. Uh, uh, tried to get out.
0: Wow, that was almost a one-shot kill.
1: Uh, You probably got hit by like three different things at one time.
0: So still a one-shot kill. (laughs) (laughs) I'm still trying to figure out what this whole 72 transformation shit does. Because, like, I, I just seem to keep transforming into an eagle, and I can maybe do some kind of airborne attack, but not sure? Question mark? So, so obnoxious. Well... <laughs> but, uh, so... Uh, continue with uh, Final Fantasy? Um, or is there so any, any good, more?
1: So, visually amazing. Gameplay feels really good. Um, they're trying to make some of the characters... She's got stunned and died. Even and I'm so I thought my shield was supposed to protect me from stuns, but maybe it just gives me a shield to uh, a shield for my health. Um, hmm. visually amazing, gameplay is really good. Uh, they're trying to make some of the characters, uh, characters.
0: So like uh, Barrett or something? Well, Barrett was always a main
1: character. What they're, what it looks yeah. like they're trying to do is, uh, uh, they're trying to flesh out some of the other characters, like Jesse and the other Rebels. Say oh, like them. the
0: like the pointy-titted chick? Uh,
1: Jesse. <laughs> Jesse's the only one I remember getting a name for. Uh, the other, I think the tech guy was opening the doors as well, but I don't know. What his name is. And I only remember hmm. Jesse's, I think, because they say it a lot. Right. <laughs> you have been slain. Uh, Papa Legba is a problem. He just comes in and pops his ulti, and then you can't really contest him. And why like, and and and
0: is, is his... the ultimate? Because I just use mine, I think. Uh, for
1: me, it's four. I have it on.
0: But it's the furthest one on the screen, though, right? The furthest one to the right? Yeah.
1: Yeah, that's the old. Got okay. him that time, though, bastard. Hmm. You yeah, bastard. He comes in, pops his ulti, and his ulti does so much damage. Like, you can get killed by it before you... At least I can get killed by it before I can even get out of it.
0: The one thing I like about Sun Wukong is when I have the, the Noi Bow extend, if someone's trying to run away to get heals, and they're just low enough on health, I can one-shot them with it. But sadly, I was not able to do it that
1: time. Yeah, without your ulti. Sure. Watch out for the so yeah. Like Memphis has the damage. Like she has the damage. It's just keeping her alive so she can do her job. That's what mm. the problem is. She's so squishy and her shield isn't enough. oh uh, we lost that one. Her shield yeah, just doesn't happened. feel like it's enough. Like It would be nice if it stopped you from being able to be like stunned and slowed and stuff. Because there are so many times I'll pop it so I can get in and then I'll get stunned and then it just means nothing. (laughs) Hmm. Right. Welcome uh... back. Yeah, welcome back, everybody. So, Final Fantasy 7 Remake so far, just off of the demo and the bit of it I've played, because I haven't played it all the way to its end, it looks fantastic. It looks like it's Mm. going to be Game of the Year. It looks like it's going to be one of the best games of all time.
0: Well, wasn't Final Fantasy 7 also Game of the Year slash Best Games of All Time?
1: Yeah. It was. And it looks like they're going to do it again, which is great. Ah, I'm I'm happy for that.
0: Repeat. <laughs> so, um I had mentioned this in our chat, but I'm going to I'm going to do this as some some fill the gap space for the podcast. So, let me ask you, Gerald, what do you think was the uh trending movie on netflix that uh that christy was watching earlier
1: uh you told me this actually um i did but
0: it, it's more of a rhetorical question
1: oh, well what was it
0: outbreak
1: yeah you said starring
0: outbreak starring dustin hoffman cuba gooding jr and kevin spacey and donald sutherland so can you hazard a guess as to why a movie about ebola is trending right now
1: i assume because of the issues with uh what is it china and the carnivorous virus or the coronavirus. virus and the coronavirus and yeah the fact that cases have now Cropped up in uh, on American soil, and in fact, there have been, I believe, at this point, several deaths.
0: Mm. And they're in Washington, if I remember correctly, at a uh, at a retirement home. And the and actually, come to find out, the case that happened here in the county I live in uh, was because some dude visited that retirement home in Washington, caught it. And then came back. Uh,
1: Of course. (laughs) Well, he may not even have known he had it. Because apparently the coronavirus virus, you can catch it. And the symptoms may not show up for four or more days after you caught it. It's a
0: 14-day quarantine that um, officials are asking people who think they may have it to uh, self-do. And then also come to f- come to find out some dude in New Hampshire was told he had it, found out he had it, and he was like, fuck it, I'm going to go do all the things I want to do. So that dude needs to have his balls chopped off.
1: I'm he's going to go do all of those things around people? No, 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 uh-huh. no, man, no. It, it, it's uh-huh. contagious. That's how you got it. <laughs> like, jeez. Right. Uh, just...
0: Although I have seen uh, things, I think it was on Twitter, that some of the, I think like 80, like 50% of the original coronavirus cases have completed without death. So like the like fifty percent of the original people who got it have beaten it without dying.
1: It might have been Facebook I saw that. But then uh, again do they have like a it's vaccine social for it or people just getting over it? Their immune systems are handling the problem. Mm. Like, how Uh, are they surviving?
0: Funny, funny you should mention that. Um, One of my favorite personalities, Scott Adams, had made the prediction that um, they would say there is a, excuse me, they would say that there's a uh, vaccine coming, but it would probably be a year longer before one is actually viable. But I've also heard that there is no vaccine, so I'm assuming that this this post that I had seen is that uh, the this percentage of people who had it, their immune system finally beat it.
1: Yeah, but how many people's immune systems are beating it out of how many people whose immune systems aren't? That's the that's the real problem, because if only mm. one person in the world is immune to something, it's still bad because that means everybody else is probably dying from it.
0: <laughs> mm.
1: So and
0: and that that can also uh, uh, go into the whole herd immunity thing with uh, with vaccinations in general and. Um, my disdain for anti-vaxxers aside people are allowed to do what they want uh, just just don't put your germ ridden kids out in public if you're not going to vax just saying but uh, you know the the whole idea of herd immunity is you get at least a majority of the of the populace vaccinated, and those those few that might catch it are going to be the only ones that catch it. Right. So
1: <sighs> I don't. Know. Oh, I found something on Smite too so your favor points which are the points you have that have like the uh, sun next to them uh-huh. and then you have your gems which is the green diamond so right. you can use your favor to purchase champions uh, I think they'll probably have different purchase costs I'm looking at Fenrir right now and his is 5500 so I actually have enough favor to grab possibly two champions you also have the option of renting them for a certain amount of time so you can try them out. Uh, so you can use mm. 300 f- favor to rent them for a day. You can use 600 to rent them for three days. Or you can use 1200 to rent them for 12 uh, for 10 days. Um, that way you can just try them out and see how you like them. Or you can get the ultimate god pack which is $30 which gives you all the gods and it says all gods for all time. So I assume it also gives mm. you not only all the gods that are available, but every god that comes out afterwards, you automatically get.
0: Mm. Well, I'm sorry. I'm going to have to uh, take a moment because I'm just seeing Aphrodite as the ice queen and uh, jiggly titties and, and hips that don't lie. Uh, <laughs> sorry. Anyways, I'm looking away now. Um, so I'm, I'm at the store at gods and, oh, Jesus. Ganesha as DJ. Om. God, that is so tacky. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so where, where is it? You're looking that you can buy gods for favor.
1: Uh, if you go into your gods tab, so you got play gods in store, go to gods And then just click on any god. And you'll see unlock Ah. at the bottom. If you click on unlock, it'll then tell you how much they cost in favor and how much they cost in gems. And you can choose which one you want to use. Oh, I might want to get Scotty. Mm. I I got a free skin for her. Who? Hmm? You Uh, said Scotty? Yeah, Scotty. Who is Scotty? Scotty was a Norse giantess. Uh...
0: Well, if I only had three thousand more favor, I could get Mulan. Mulan, is
1: she the newest champion? Yes. Uh, then that's pro- she's probably going to cost more because she's the newest one. Mm-hmm. Because they do that in League of Legends, too. Like, you can get a hmm. lot of the gods for, like... You can get a lot of the heroes in League of Legends for, like, I want to say 3000 3000 to... Yeah, from 3000 to, like, 5000 But the newest one always costs, like, 7500 Hmm. Of course it Scotty. does. I might get Scotty and Soul. I also want God, um... though. They all and I'm guessing Scotty doesn't know. Uh, no, what? Yeah, they yeah. seem to all cost the same. So 5,500 in favor.
0: Hmm. Um. So you you would have had to have seen the movie Euro Trip to know about Scotty doesn't know.
1: I think I did, but I only watched Euro Trip because of the one actress who was really hot. Oh, the um
0: the one with the fat ass? Yeah. I know who you're talking about. She was uh Harriet the Spy as a yeah. kid.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I have always found her intensely attractive. Like Eurotrip was a bad movie, but I watched it just to see her. <laughs>
0: but there was at the beginning when uh when the main character uh has like graduated high school and like his girlfriend just like shoulders past him to go like lick the throat of uh it's basically ben not ben affleck it's matt damon mm-hmm. and he sings the song Scotty Doesn't Know, which is basically, um, what was that E word I was talking about previously? Elaboration.
1: Oh, okay.
0: Elaboration of how, uh, they'd been fucking behind his back and... And then that becomes a uh, it becomes a running gag throughout the movie to the point where someone has a Scotty doesn't know ringtone at the end of the movie. Gotcha. Yeah, fuck, Son Wukong. Um. Not exactly sure how to ask, but hmm. yeah, not even gonna yeah. even worry about solely. <laughs> so let me let me gander. Okay, we're we're uh, breaching the tip of three hours. We're at two hours fifty minutes. Um do you want to go ahead and call it here or do you have any other kind of random stuff you'd like to talk about?
1: Uh, I think that's about it. Um, I'm still trying to come through on all my promises to the channel, which I've been really bad about because I keep getting distracted, like constantly getting distracted. Um, but I'm going to try to focus and get those done. I haven't forgotten. Um, and outside of that, I don't really have anything off the, anything else off the top of my head, not right now to talk about anyway. Uh, still, still waiting for the new uh, Vampire the Masquerade Bloodlines two. That's supposed to be coming out this year. Really looking forward to that. Mm. Hopefully, it's going mm. to be good. Um, uh,
0: wait, wait, the Masquerade,
1: mm-hmm, Vampire the Masquerade Bloodlines two. It's a direct yeah. sequel to the old PC game.
0: Yeah, I, I have that PC game. I got it off of uh, GOG.com. Yeah, then that's made... interesting. And that's that's actually based off an RPG.
1: Yeah. Uh, uh, so is White uh, White Wolf the Apocalypse. It's a part of the... It's from the same developers, I believe. Um... Uh, So you may want to play back through it and familiarize yourself with it because they haven't given a release date. It's just sometime this year. It was supposed to be early February, but they pushed it back. So hopefully they're fixing some things and making it better. Um, I've
0: actually not played it, but I will, right here on this podcast, pause it. Shall we do a... Play and Discuss of Leisure Suit Larry.
1: I remember watching a YouTuber talking about that game. I've never played it and don't know anything about it.
0: I've got it through GOG, so I can send it to you. It's point and click, so it's like uh, Curse of Monkey Island or... uh, what was that one that I that I have? It's it's a point and click adventure basically. But you you play this luthario named Larry wearing a leisure suit and you're trying to get laid.
1: Hmm. Yeah, I do not so, recognize that at all. And that's not the leisure suit Larry, I believe that he that the guy I was watching was talking about. So this might be a different iteration of the same character.
0: It could be. So I'm going to go ahead and add that to this. But if if that is uh, actually I'll worry about that afterwards so if that is the end of what you have um, I personally would like to thank you the listeners for listening to us you are 50% of why we do I mean honestly the other 50% is I just love playing games and talking shit with my friend Gerald but the reason behind this podcast is we want to share these kind of conversations with you so having said that give us ideas you have the twitch channel you have twitter you have the facebook page Facebook pages, gaming sessions, and everything under the sun. Twitter and Twitch are both G-S-A-E-U-T-S, the acronym. Give us ideas of stuff you'd like us to talk about. Give us constructive criticism. Tell us what you like, what you don't like. We need ear holes listening to this and we need content that you want to hear. I pass it on to you, Gerald.
1: Pretty much. Um, and once again, thank you for listening. If you're a returning listener, thank you. If you're a new listener, I uh, hope you like what you heard. hope you come back, tell others about us. Um, and yeah, uh, outside of that, just have a good day, have a good week. We'll hopefully uh, see you next time or talk to you next time. Um, I also want to point out, I was reading through Scotty's lore why is it that the gods are just prone to the dumbest shit? So, her lore basically comes down to the Aesir. Odin and them killed her father. So she's like she goes there, and she's like life for a life. She demands the death of a god for the death of her father. And they're, they were so transfixed by her beauty, they didn't want to actually fight her. So Loki actually kind of breaks the ice and gets her to laugh so they're like well why don't you marry a god and that'll be our repentance you know you will marry a god and by, and by that become a goddess and then they blindfolded her and were like you will choose your husband by his feet only and I was just like mm-hmm. that's the dumbest thing why not just let her meet the, all of the single male gods and just pick the one she likes the, hmm. like why are we playing Russian roulette with this you killed her dad don't be dicks <laughs> hmm.
0: is, like welcome to god goddess Russian roulette where we will pick the person you marry based on how you feel about their And that's not even, like, you know, they're gods. They can put socks on. They can wear boots or some fucking shit.
1: No, that's just so dumb. What's
0: what's with the fucking foot fetish? Like, seriously.
1: Is there a foot fetish in Norse mythology?
0: There's foot fetishes everywhere. I mean, come on, don't. I know that, but it's. I don't. It doesn't. Nor, I haven't.
1: Nor I don't normally read mythology or lore with foot fetishes. I just thought that that was a really. And then the god never, she never, 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 is a never. god of summer, and she's a god, and she's a giantess of winter. So that didn't last. Though they apparently they parted ways amic. Uh, they they parted ways amicably. Amicably, from what the story says. Um, mm. But I just thought that was—it's was like she, if you had just let her meet and pick the one she wanted, you probably could have avoided that. It's mm. like it just—but
0: but then, but then that, um, weirdest stories. That that just that just gives the female the choice, and way back when, females didn't get the choice.
1: Right but Scotty's a giantess. (laughs) Um, And anyone who they could have just let anyone who was interested go up. Then it's just the normal contest of who can prove that they're better than the other guys, so the woman will choose them. Uh, Then that's just that. Um, Well, I I
0: think more importantly, whose dick can reach her womb um, if they're not a giantess themselves. Unless you know they're climbing up inside the inside the P, and then you know just sticking the tip of their D into the uh, U, and jerking David, off until the S David, goes into David, the David, what? David, too what? What? What?
1: Too much.
0: <laughs> well, so you say.
1: <laughs> too much. Of. No, it's just because she's still choosing. She just doesn't know who she's choosing. And it's still not the man's choice even if you look at it from that decision because she's choosing who she wants based off of whose feet she's seeing. So there's just a a row of dudes standing there and she only gets to see their feet and then she's like, oh that one. So she's still the Hmm. one doing the choosing. So why not just let her them and choose the one she wants? The guy's still yeah, aren't getting it's, any choice.
0: It's handicapped choosing those. So, so like can you say based off his feet that he's the he's the god of summer and she's a giantess of winter? Like, oh yeah, his feet look kinda toasty. Um maybe I don't want to fucking deal with his ass.
1: <laughs> it it's it still seems really stupid to me. Um, but yeah, uh, Final Fantasy VII Remake looks like it's going to be fantastic. Can't wait. I think it, I think it comes, it's going to be released on June 14th, if I'm not mistaken. So can't wait. Mm. Um, I might have to play back through Final Fantasy VII. It's on sale now for like four bucks. So I might have to get it and replay and play back through the original. Um,
0: um, if it, if it's under five, get it. Because I I also have the original and I can play back through it as well. And we can make that a segment. Eh,
1: We can. Because I don't remember much. Um,
0: Like I I just remember
1: like 10.
0: (laughs) Mm, That's right. You are young, aren't you? You young buck. With your sexy party. Millennialism with
1: Stuffing thing, I don't. Th- we're like a year or two apart. <laughs> I'm,
0: f- I'm 38.
1: Yeah, and I'm 36. We're only two years two apart. Two years.
0: Yeah. So you were 10, I was 12. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. So, um. So we can do that and uh, i'll i'll add that to our list of of stuff to talk about but again have a good week everyone i hope you enjoyed spending time with us and i hope that you will come back to spend time with us again
1: same take care everybody